where you can tweet and nobody can see it. Who can see this? And everybody was talking, acting like, okay, you silly, fucking retarded bitch. Yeah. Like, I was everything but a child of God. And then, and then you know, that's, a that's later, everybody had fleets. And I'm just like, no, nah, for real. Motherfucker right. thought you was lying. You was lying about fleet, so they had to prioritize their life. It was a lie. I was like, I think all this is almost as bad as the time that man called me, told me I looked like a Ford F one fifty. So, oh wow, uh-uh, he was gonna get beat up. I'm not with that. He was white and he was mad because I said Ben Roethlisberger was a rapist. So, how can that nigga be well, mad at the truth? I mean, well, he didn't get. I mean, he didn't lose his job. I mean, what you want? What do you want me to say? Like he didn't go to jail. He didn't lose his job. The he was being an outstanding right. white person. Like he was doing right. white things. Like I just pointed out that he was doing white things. <laughs> this and he nigga wholeheartedly. Because I pointed out that he was being an underachiever. Like my, I can't help it that. This nigga wholeheartedly oh, raped somebody. You have all the tools. You are a mediocre white man. Why are you calling me ugly on Twitter? You could be fair excited. enough. This is Cause fair. Because they, they're scared. They racist is going away. Hence, Roe v. Like, Wade. Really one. Like, is it? I'm gonna say this, and I know we're recording, so people might feel away, and that's fine. But I don't like that's to give so money to white people that are homeless because I just feel oh. like white men. Because I just feel like, why are you failing like this? Like, the world is set up for you to succeed. Why is this happening? Like, bro, you got. I thought, part. like, I just, I thought you know, I was the only person that did that, and I'm just like. <laughs> Well, why would you fumble the white bag so tremendously? I was like, you like, fumbled the bag badly, and I just, I'm not following. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't support anything like that. Like, I, I seen a white dude say, he was like, I don't understand what y'all mean by white privilege. Like, I'm from the hood, this, and the third. I said, cool. You might not have the same privilege a nigga got that came from a daddy who make 300000 a year. But in the hood, nigga, you... When, you know what I mean? When the cops come through, the cops on anybody we, else and say that something yeah, happened, yeah. they gonna come to ask you what happened, my nigga. No one's gonna shoot you. Then when you exactly. mean, you don't have any white don't privilege. worry. <laughs> when the when 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 the when the when the jump off boys used to hit the block, we threw all the work in your house. Why? Because they're not coming over there. Because we know me. that they're not looking for you. They think if they think the rest of the world works that way, so they don't view it as a privilege. I no, a, a white boy told me one day he was like. Like, I'm gonna be real. He was like, clearly, you know, I don't hate black people. I'm like, yeah, we friends. He said, but there was a time I did. I said, what? He said, bro, I used to. He, his mom told him since birth mm -hmm. that all mm -hmm. black people, uh, because of slavery, all black people get a free ride to whatever college they want to go to. So any black yeah, person that we see that's failing and didn't go to college, they want to be poor. And so he was raised. No with that fucking book. way. Yeah. It took him going you to the military me? and having to be around black people, you know, be around everybody to realize that realize humans that shit are wasn't humans. true. And they live around yeah. other white people. And so you don't know any black people. You don't ask any questions. You assume yeah. that's what happens. We would go to cheerleading camp and then they would just get comfortable after a couple of days of you being in their buddy, whatever group. And they start asking you weird ass questions. And you like, why would you? Think that? And then you realize yeah. it's because they don't know, like, don't know any black people. Outside of television, like have not met I one. Had a nigga, I had a nigga from West Virginia when we was in uh in boot camp. You know, you know, boot camp, everybody got a shower together. This dude walked up on me, he said, Bro, I ain't, I ain't trying to be funny. I'm like, What's up? He was like, Did you have to cut it off before you came in the military? I said, Cut what off? He was like, Don't don't all y'all have tails? I said, What the fuck you just say to me? Wait, nigga, like no, not the dugtail. 
like hell, like devil, like tailbone, pit, yeah. like hell, like a like yeah. a dog, like like a pit bull. Yes, because that nigga's from the part you of guys. West Virginia where the wonderful world of the whites where they from. He mm-hmm. a mountain motherfucker. I have to let's I have just to get into job. I am from because I am hundred and second <laughs> in Princeton in Chicago, like. Every white person I ever been in, like ever had an encounter with had five, at least right, five right. black friends. Right, right. So I like know. when y'all be telling me this shit, this shit is very disturbing to me. Like, why? I had a white girl ask me <laughs> back in the day when I really had like white. he thought you had a tail, like where he, like he, where your was... where your spine stops, like yeah. that all black people do. That's actually not that uncommon. I've heard that before Are too. You not like directed at me, but I've read. Yeah, that's not. My dad and low told key, me... every time I've googled that, I only see Caucasians. So I just want to also put that out there. Yeah. Why y'all here trying to give us tails? Right, right. There's a lot of white people with tails. <laughs> And web feet because they like to marry each other because you know they can't stand to marry black people. So when you marry your sister, you get a tail, by the way. (laughs) Speaking of people that marry people, maybe that they shouldn't have. Guys, welcome to all doctors. Great, great, fucking great. Oh, that was great. We're back. (laughs) We're back. I do it. You know what I'm saying? Guys, I'm Chris. That's VJ. That's Penrose. If you are new, thank you so much. We had a, um, both of my shows, but um, this one in particular um, had a nice influx of listeners while we were away. Um, I know that I was constantly promoting it when I started 420 in Vegas and any like um, any show that I was doing in the in the process of me taking a break. I definitely mentioned us. So, yeah, man, I don't know. But if you guys are new, what's up? Um, that fi- first five or six minutes of the show, that's probably how every show usually starts. Um, and we are here, um, and we are bringing a new documentary, guys. Netflix, right? Girl yep. in the Picture. Everybody was talking about it. We definitely had to do it. Disclaimer, if you're new, we have a, where all of us are from the Midwest, we have a very great talent and ability to bring extreme humor. To the worst shit that's ever happened to anybody. I just oh, want to say a that. Disclaimer. That's a good disclaimer. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it, I guess. Um, it's about an hour and like 39, 40-ish minutes. Yep. Hey. Yo. Thanks for coming back. What's Yay. up? We missed you. We missed you. Um, so on Netflix, I it was this wasn't a quick watch for me, y'all. Mm-hmm. It was slow in some parts, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. I will say that when on sec because admittedly it was slow, but when I watched it the first time, I just kind of watched it because it popped up mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, right up my alley. Let me watch. Mm-hmm. When I took notes, I did it at like one and a half speed because a lot of yes. it was cut. I mean, it's beautifully like filmed, but a lot of it is just like filmed. it's a lot of. It's a line, and it's a lot of timeline jumping too. So you kind of yeah. have to like. I would definitely suggest that when you watch this, you definitely like sit and watch it, like because you'll be in 1992, and then you'll be in like 88. So you gotta like really like pay attention. Yeah, it's not a let me like cook and fold laundry type of. Not at all. Not right. at all. Not at all. But I swear to God, I was taking notes while letting it play because you know usually when I take notes, I pause. I'm taking yeah. notes while playing, and I'm like. We went from the school to the. How are we back at the school? What did I miss? Right, <laughs> right, right. 
Interestingly enough, this uh, documentary is uh, directed and produced by Sky Borgman. And if you do not recognize that name, you will recognize some of her other Netflix offering, like, um, what is it called? Uh, uh, Dugged in Plain Sight. Yeah, in Plain Sight. There it is. One of my favorite. Guys, I have a confession, and I put it on the timeline. I just, I have to get it out because it'll be good for my heart. Every time I scroll past and I see Abducted in Plain Sight, I want to fucking watch it. Same. And I, and I shouldn't, but like, it's such an insane fucking story. Like, it's almost like a comedy. Story. Like, once you watch it the first it, time it, and you're it, enraged and you're like, okay, shit, she's fine and he's dead, then you're like, fuck it. I can watch this and laugh. Now I can laugh at how ridiculous this is. You know what it's so what, ridiculous. So Abducted in plain sight is actually what made me press play on the girl in the picture. You want to know why? Because okay. that title let me know that this was about to be about some white people in the eighties. Mm -hmm. I could just tell, right? And okay. I'm sitting here having a conversation with somebody one day, and I was like, "Yo, white people gave a fuck about their name way more than their family back in those days." Because when you think about abducted in plain sight, this nigga infiltrated the family. You a businessman, you known in the city. Infiltrate you the school, from... find a dealer. Come on. Come on, right? <laughs> you silly. You stupid as shit. This nigga fucked the dad and the mom and then told them. I need to be around your, your adolescent daughter because my therapist said so. This nigga knew. Said, Yo, if you don't let me do it, I'm just going to tell everybody I'm fucking you, dude. Like, nah, I bet. Go ahead and take the <laughs> Don't do that. I'm going to tell everyone you touch my dick. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> times. God bless them. And then they got on camera and told the world. So, I mean, I hope they're done with that Mormon thing because there's no going back. There's um, no going back. Oh, okay. But I just had a little girl make that confession. I don't, know, I don't know. Not one black kid that would have been like, oh, the alien said that we going to keep humanity going. No, no. Well, again, this only works when you do it like one of those obscure Christian Jesus, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, you're right. That's yeah. the only way that it works because like everybody else has way too many questions and way too much access to television. Like, <laughs> right. like everybody else like has seen Independence Day and knows shit's not real. Like, exactly. Or maybe didn't have no, no access. She didn't know. Even not white people who ask black people if they got tails, they ain't getting fucked. And that's and them is weird ass people. Anyway, very, very. <laughs> so, girl in the picture. This opens in April of 1990 in Oklahoma City. Um, we get kind of a synopsis and jump off from there, I guess. Like, <laughs> like it's yeah. very interesting. Like, we just get kind of like right to the beginning, and then it just kind of goes. So, basically, three guys are driving down the highway, and they see a bunch of shit on the side of the highway, and they're just like, "Why is it like a wedge heel and a Walkman?" <laughs> oranges on the side of the road so they pull over to get out and investigate and then they happen on a body they call the ambulance ambulance called you know comes and gets this person picks her up she's in icu um they find out her name is tanya hughes and her husband clarence shows up um and they find we find out she has a young son named michael um mm -hmm. and Eventually, you know, Tanya passes away from her injuries from this hit and run on the side of the road in Oklahoma City. <laughs> and that's where we kind of begin. And that's where we begin. Um, I think like our first interview was with Karen. I liked Karen. <laughs> uh Karen looked like uh, is Karen, Karen's the 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 school friend, right? 
Karen is no, the Karen was a dancer friend with the gray yeah. hair. The one that looked like she'd been through. Oh, the, from Passion. Yeah, yeah. Karen she is the friend from Passion. Been Tulsa. around the pole a few times. She was on the pole until right. she became somebody's grandma. So, um, so I, there's Eileen Warnos used to hang out type shit. Very much. So, <laughs> I get those vibes. So what we learned from it. Karen is that Clarence is like much older, which is what the way everybody describes him is like pervy old ass nigga with like a hot smoking hot 20 year old wife is the, the vibe that I was getting from everybody's description. Mm -hmm. Like why you, why is she with this old ass man? Yeah. Um, so Michael is like two. Karen tells us basically that they worked together at the strip club and they were friends because they were like the only two 19 year olds there. They hadn't done right. shit, but go to high school and then come be dancers on the pole at passion uh, in Tulsa of I just that that does doesn't seem like <laughs> at least at least niggas hit the block. Y'all y'all mad at us for hitting the block. You motherfuckers graduated high school and was like, you know what? I'm gonna go show these titties. I don't have. <laughs> I just you know I you know God bless sex workers, so I'm not not you know or or strippers, so I'm just not gonna say. But ooh, passions in Tulsa, it just don't seem like the life. I mean, from from the look of the girl we talking to, like passions in Tulsa look real rough. Is all it just it seems like the place where you gotta break the bottles on the side of the bar and get ready. To <laughs> I said no touching. Right. <laughs> don't take credit cards. Get <laughs> you you graduate high school. You got you, right. You graduate high school and you got uh, ambitions to go work at Magic City. Fuck it. Passions in Tulsa, Oklahoma, though. We like, we like, nah, cause no, you want to do nails? Like, what else do you want to do? Right. Like, you, you know, they bring a coal back, right? You sure you want to be a coal miner? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you look real cute. You look real cute in the hat. Girl. In the hat with the little light on it. We'll just put little... you in the front corner. where to go. It's fine. You ain't gotta pick out nothing or nothing. Just. Yes. yes. All of the niggas throwing money at passions work at the coal mine anyway. You fit right <laughs> in. <laughs> you can save everybody a trip. <laughs> I know that's right. Double um, pay. So, yeah, so Karen is telling us that basically Tanya is in a domestic violence situation, right? Michael is too. Mm -hmm. um, she could not go anywhere with Michael alone. Um, anytime mm -hmm. they asked, oh, well, let's have a day out and let's take the kids do X, Y, Z. She was like, no, I can't. Michael was not allowed to be out with her alone. Um, she rarely had time alone. Yeah. Um, she, yeah. Karen says she would have bruises and stuff all over and they started to get really bad. Like it just progressively got worse. And then she tells Karen that Clarence took out a, in, a life insurance policy on her and she mm -hmm. was super scared, but just could not figure out how to get out of the situation. Um, yeah, and then April 25th, they find her on the side of the road, and then she's dead. Um, Basically. I put the, I'm sorry, I put the, the laughing face up at the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's dead. <laughs> sorry. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, this, yeah God. domestic violence is like You know, it's not hilarious. Hey, but hey guys, hey, guys, hey, hey. Guys. hey, hey. <laughs> um yeah so basically they tell karen what i think we all kind of suspected that 
the lady was just not wandering the side of the highway in fucking Oklahoma City and she lives in Tulsa and somebody just ran her over for no Somebody reason. in the documentary even said, like, when I found out she was ran over, I immediately knew <laughs> it was him. <laughs> yeah. That's so, up. Well, I mean, I, okay, now seriously, I just, we all know somebody that they have not committed, they're not going to jail for any crimes. Oh, shit. I'm gonna remove you. No, yeah, He's open good. the other one. Let that other one come in. Okay, I got you. All right. No, but um, yeah, I think we've all had somebody that we know that has not committed any crimes. But if we heard <laughs> that a crime was committed, we would be like, "Oh yeah, they did it." <laughs> I can we see. all know somebody like that. Like you'd be like, "Yeah, right. like what? What? What are you saying he did?" Yeah, I, I can see. He that. probably did that. Yeah, he probably did that. Like we all right. have somebody like that. And Clarence, unfortunately, just seemed like a murderer. <laughs> Right. It looks like it. That nigga ain't murder vibes off top. So okay, did did so, like Randy Quaid did anybody else? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. And I couldn't figure out the white man he looks like. <laughs> like. I was like, he looks like a white man that I would recognize walking down the street. Like he looks a lot. And I don't know him, but I do know Randy Quaid. It is, yeah, he looks a lot like Randy Quaid in some of those mm -hmm. like pictures where the hair is like slicked back off his forehead. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um so the girls know her as Tanya, right? Mm -hmm. So when she dies and her friends at, at Passions find out, they want to go notify who they think are her parents, right? Or I don't know. Who were they? Who Was it her real parent? They I don't went know. To, they went and looked in the phone book. So I'm assuming oh, that okay. what Tanya did was tell them some made up story about family or this is my mom's name or something right. to that effect. Right. And so they go look up this person in the phone book and the person exists. Yes. But <laughs> but the person is like, what are you talking about? My my child died, you know, at 18 months old or some shit 18 years ago or whatever she said. But right. yeah, which is funny because. Could you imagine a phone call like that? Like your baby has been in the grave for 20 years and somebody calls right. you talking about. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she but, died. Like, <laughs> like, well, yeah, I know. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm there. Like, what? Like, <laughs> right. Which, not in a fucking car accident, bitch. Like, no fucking way. Like, which brings up something interesting because I was having mm -hmm. a conversation day on Twitter and I was like, it's very interesting to me how easy it was to just steal an identity back in the day. And people were so like, easy. what do you so mean? Lucky. What do you mean? And I was like, you could just go to. A cemetery you found somebody that was roughly about your age you found a newborn <coughs> you know that wouldn't that would have had a birth certificate but not a yep. social security card because yep. they were only a few days old somebody right. born about your time in the same year and then you could just go down to the department of vital records and, and ask for a birth certificate copy yes because yes. what are they gonna say no you're not that person Right, I, I <laughs> they, it was so easy to do everything back then. Like, like you just you went could, and found somebody, and just then you could get a birth certificate. Then you could go apply for a social security number for that, and, just and now you got now you got an eight hundred credit score. Like, and now you up, have like, a new identity. It was very easy. People <laughs> did it all the time, which we'll find out that's exactly what was happening here. But I know a lady that got three socials right now. 
Which honestly, wow. now that I say that, that's exactly why when they called that lady and she was like, my baby died. That's what they did. It didn't click with me when they talked about later where they got the names from. That's what they but did. From they, the graveyard. Yeah, and they called that poor lady and she was like, what? What <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? That's exactly what they did. Found an infant That's and exactly took the names. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's um, exactly it. So now they're like, well, who the fuck is this? Like, it wasn't Tanya. So like, who is this person that I've known? Like, who is this person that's died basically um he is clarence now right yeah so they know him as clarence See, this is how many names it is nigga like we about to i'm trying to <laughs> yes but so right clarence, clarence yes as of right now he's clarence and clarence was tanya's husband but like significantly older right yes. um and we can kind of tell the relationship that they had because of how what how Karen described how she used to be in the locker room, like bruised and battered and shit like that. So it wasn't a super great relationship. They have this kid, right? Um, so Karen is is like, yo, like I don't really feel like Michael's gonna be safe around this kid just because of the things that have happened, and now her friend is dead and whatever so she calls the people and the people come and put michael into a foster home right and that's right. where <laughs> clarence parents did not have a real good marriage good. and we'll get to that eventually <laughs> thank you for clarence, asking <laughs> clarence did, he did not go to cranbrook he did, he did, did not he, did, he not. did not he did not i don't think he's that good of a rapper either but Clarence, yeah, Clarence don't he, know nothing about nothing. He don't be down at the place rapping. He did like <laughs> Clarence ain't been the number one MC for seven weeks in a row. None of that. <laughs> he, hey, look, he clearly like being going popular though. <laughs> he do. Not Good Papa, Papa Doc. Right. Not Papa Doc, but Papa. Yes, Papa. Um, so let's talk about Michael's time with this foster family. And we mm -hmm. talked to them a couple of times because like they had him for like four years. So I think that's, a, and then from like two, right? So like, yeah. that's a significant time to have raised a kid. So like they, you know, they feel super attached to him. So I get that. Mm -hmm. Meryl and Ernest Bean. So they said when they get Michael, they tell, they tell the foster, the CPS people tell them, Hey, He's two, but he only drinks Pepsi and it's from out of bottle. a bottle. And to that, I say, because I don't victim blame, but it was like, now share what, what was her name? Tanya, Tanya. We ain't got to the other night. Now, Tanya, now, Tanya what is happening, girl? Now, Tanya, because everybody said how, how you are a wonderful mother and you adore Michael, baby. But why was you here? We are and drinking Pepsi out of a bottle. Now, what right. was Tanya. <laughs> and we talking about 1980 something Pepsi, like super like the strong, <laughs> not, well, the, not the, the an unfiltered, like it was probably full of rat piss. <laughs> and then, but look though, but this, this should have raised a bunch of fucking flags because you're talking about the 80s when people were like, "You drink Pepsi with all this Coca Cola right here? This what is who was who the is, fuck was a Pepsi person back in the eighties? Like, get right. out of here. <laughs> My mom. Oh, okay. It, we probably liked it because of the Coke. Sarah <laughs> was a Pepsi person to her heart. I've never seen no shit like that before. But yeah, she went up for Pepsi, and I just have never. 
I think it's funny how Pepsi took over Pepsi and then Coke came that back. Coke came back like a bitch with a vengeance. Yeah. Then we came out with Crystal Pepsi and it was downhill from there. I mean, it was cute. Like it was shiny. It looked like a <laughs> it, was it was giving crystal. <laughs> it was very crystal, but it tasted real bad. It tasted like when you lick rocks out of your front yard and they real chalky. <laughs> um, it tastes like the water here. The it white tasted, rocks. The white yeah, the white rocks. The white ones. That got that got the shiny shit on it. It got the shiny <laughs> The ones you pick up out the flower bed and right on the fucking driveway. Yes, yes, hey, yes. Yo, mama always like, leave the rocks alone. Leave the real rocks alone. They ain't throwing rocks. Them, which ones are the throwing rocks, motherfucker? <laughs> which ones are the rocks I can play with? Which is why I always tell people when they I'm come here, do not, like, I will make you a pot of coffee. Like, I have a, I have a water cooler. And people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you have a water cooling fence. I was like, it's out of necessity because you cannot Brita filter the taste away. Like that is how really? much okay. is in the water okay. here because they okay. frack because of the drilling and stuff. It's going oh, through the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the water yeah. used to have like a color to it. Like my dad talks oh. about growing up and them drinking the water. Like it used to have a tint. Like it's gotten substantially oh. better, but you can still taste it. It's very oh. bad. Like oh, yeah. anybody, anybody, like any like the restaurants here, they're all on filtration systems. Like tap water, you're getting filtered water. Like they will, nobody's going to give you tap water. People don't cook with it. You don't put it in your coffee maker because it will like crust up. Like, you know, you'll have to to run CRL through it. Like it's bad. It will break your coffee. It will break your coffee. Holy shit. It's gross. One next time we record, I'm going to like, I'm going to fill it with water. You'll see. Uh It looks white. You can see the sediment. Oh look on 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 the subject off the, on the subject but off the subject no bullshit before that Flint shit blew up I remember one of my homies from Flint being like bro something wrong with the water I said what you mean he said remember back in the day when the water used to have that white shit floating in it that's it's back again and then shortly thereafter niggas started getting sick and yeah guys Chicago uh tap water I don't know how it is now. But nigga, from '86 to fucking like '03, nigga, that shit was delicious. Like that shit was there was like like <laughs> clear motherfucker. Like it it looked clearer than Lake Michigan. Like I don't know what the fuck they was doing in that water, but that shit like nobody bought bottled anything. Like I've never lived as far in as water, nigga. No. This is the only place here people buy bottled and they buy filter like or they put their entire house on a filtration system or they are paying to have bottled delivered. I've never until I moved here, I'd never known there were places where you could not like just drink your Flint is the (laughs) only place in the whole state of Michigan. Flint is the only place in the state of Michigan that couldn't drink their own city's water. So they got put on Detroit water. Like growing up, I was like, when I came here, niggas like, Yeah, you can't drink tap, nigga. Why? Nigga, I'm, I want the hose from outside, nigga. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> uh, not here. You, you're not going to yeah. die. But I also know some water said, used to be the best water. Like, why? It is like. the best water. <laughs> like, it's, the last thing I'll say about it, though, because we were talking about Pepsi, but like, equivocally, oh, right. like if you were giving your like Chihuahua Pepsi every day and like they had liver uh-huh. failure, that's what the water will do to your dog here. Like, I know multiple people that have small dogs. Like, my big dog is fine, but they tell you, they advise you to like give your like small animals filtered yeah. water because it could fuck up their kidneys if they just I was gonna ask if you gave the dog the, the tap water. water. Yeah so unfortunately yeah. I have to buy five gallon jugs to share them with the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> 
to share. We going them. through. We we I gotta share it with them. The water's hard as shit. You gotta put like yeah. one of your fucking our water is kind of hard and shit. Like it's real bad. So yeah. I mean, yeah, basically it's like you know drinking Pepsi every day. Yeah, so like Michael, this two year old, right? <laughs> Michael had all his teeth in the front of his mouth, and I am like, wow, those were some resilient ass teeth for you to have been drinking Pepsi. Not resilient. <laughs> they were in there. See, oh yeah, because she's in Kyle. She's in Kyle. Oh, I forgot you ain't in Michigan no more. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Is the water that bad? I didn't know the water was that. Well, let me not lie like that. I did know that. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. There's one time. I tasted time. it. Never mind. <laughs> it is that bad. That's, that's how most stories It's not horrible, but it's not delicious. So we'll put it like that. Like it has a right. certain twinge. Like um, funny. You ever yes, heard, you know like, yeah, it's like if you bought this, like Dasani was running out of your tap, and it that's Dasani tastes like somebody drinks water and goes like and then puts it back into the fucking <laughs> bottle. Like, like, like they rinse their chicken with it, and then like, <laughs> like something's not like it just tastes like mouth to me, like or skin. Like, I don't understand. Like they're washing their face with it and like letting yeah, it like, down. I don't... <laughs> If white people wash like I cannot. If white people wash their they legs, that's what the shiny tastes like. <laughs> oh my god. Like god, 10 years of build up from when they've been letting the soap run down. I will literally, I will literally not drink water if it's only Dasani. Yeah, I would I'll just not. keep swallowing. Yeah, like I'm shit outside. Like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm okay. good. Is that a LaCroix? Oh, yes, right. it is. It's a guava San Paolo. I'm gonna try that one. I I'm, I'm a, yes. I like sparkling water now. It's like me too. It's like all of us, like in the last like couple of months, like I cannot get the fuck enough of it. Like I cannot. Well, I don't remember that shit. I've just been drinking Topo Chico and putting it in vodka, but okay, that's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> just like adding different flavors of fruit to it and having like a grand drunk time for like. But you're still, in, that's you're exactly still enjoying water, water though. You're still enjoying but it's water. water. <laughs> like, I drink regular water, but that's just been my drink of yes. choice because it's zero, it's zero calories. I've just been adding sparkling water to like mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> And then like throwing like some fruit in there and like being like, yeah, this is good. This is gonna this, work. That'll do, pig. And I'm like, great. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Bubbly's good. Aha's good. good. Like, oh, that all that is that so shit. good. Yo, so what was that shit back in the like, day? Like at this point, me too. Like, what was so that shit good. back in the day? Remember that shit back in the day? It came in a clear Can- bottle. Crystal Canada or Canada some Canadian city. Crystal. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clear American or some shit. If you go to Walmart, them joints are this motherfucking big. They are 70 cents. They have all the flavors. The Fuji. Oh, the Fiji, the Fiji apple. apple is Fiji good. Fiji apple. I, 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 put, I put some of that in my sangria. The black sangria. Is good. The mango with the Fiji apple. I'm gonna try it. 
The mango is good. Uh, the pina colada one is good. They had a mint mojito. I mixed that with a little gin. It was fantastic. Yo, I kind of feel like if you ain't from the Midwest, niggas don't know about that shit. It might be everywhere now, but. Yo, no, it, it costs $2 a bottle out here, and they only have like six of them on the shelf ever. Oh, damn. Yeah, you talking you about know? the little blue ones that's like shaped like like a like it look like a fancy ass like shaped bottle with the little tiny top, right? With the it's you talking about me? With like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's and it's got the blue top on it. Yeah, the ones yeah, I'm talking yeah. about are like 24 ounces of fucking sparkling. That's yeah, the big ass ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah for like yeah, 70 yeah. cents in Walmart. So if anybody's looking for like flavor sparkling water, 70 cents at Walmart will get you. The Fiji yeah, apple one is very tasty. Very if you good. Like mix it with stuff or like listen, good as shit. <laughs> listen, okay. So they had that display at the front. I just went whoosh and put them all in the cart. It was amazing. All of you. So Do my you know there's other tame flavors. Who cares? Nigga, I saw a wall with like <laughs> 80, 80 tame Yes, flavors. come on with the answer. Really come Canadian on with the answer. There <laughs> we go. Clearly Canadian. I knew Canadian? it was something about nobody's. We're, no, uh, I knew it was something about Canada. No. And shit. no, I don't think I will. In my Captain America voice, no, no. No, Michael. Astronaut orange juice. I'm just saying. Uh, no, yeah. Michael was not drinking orange juice or water. Just Pepsi. Pepsi. And then Pepsi. Meryl, the foster mom, was like, "You know what? Shit's fucked up. We ain't gonna be able to do this." <laughs> Um, she was like, we didn't do that. That's that's wild. Um, and so she was like, You're I'm gonna just wean him off this shit. He gonna have to drink regular milk like a normal child. Mm. Um, astronauts, girl, nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody. yeah, and they were like, Yeah, we weaned him off the bottle. He was a totally different child. They said that he would throw tantrums and like slam his head against the floor, like from the- like this high, high. from like this high. Right, they really said that too, like. It's hot. Yeah. Michael like, was what the tripping. fuck? Like, and honestly, I feel like it was just sugar. Like, I feel like he was just Pepsi hopped up the- on fucking Pepsi. And, like, once Pepsi. he was off the Pepsi, he was right. fine. Because if he right. had severe, like, if he had, like, severe behavioral issues, like, would a week really fix that? Right. The milk <laughs> wouldn't have done shit. Right. A week wouldn't have evened that out. If that shit evened out in a week, he was just high on fucking Pepsi. Because <laughs> he's only been drinking Pepsi <laughs> for two life. fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> I a goddamn kite on Pepsi. You ever, seen, you, ever seen, you ever seen a Coke addict after a week of not having none? Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. But he started acting better and I he seemed to enjoy the four years that he was there. But during this entire four years, Clarence was coming around wanting him back. Right. Yeah. He petitioned for visitation, and we get a cut of him reading something that he wrote about how he should have visitation and how him not hugging his child and him having a wet diaper is not indicative of him being a bad parent, whatever, whatever, whatever. CPS is like, well, that's all cute and cool or whatever, but uh, let's get this paternity popping and then we'll see about these visits. Um, Because I had to think that realistically speaking, they were like, well, if this is your kid and you're trying to get him back, Mm-hmm. We have to have it on record that he's actually yours. We have to but make now, sure remember that nigga is yours. Before paternity, though, he was getting visitation because remember, uh, uh, I forgot the mama name already. The, Mar- the Meryl. 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 
remember she was saying that every time he would have to go over there, he'd be like, I don't want to go with that mean man. I don't want to go with that mean man. He would just cry and throw tantrums and shit. So somehow right. he was getting some type of visitation before. Well, I mean, because it was back then, like, and nobody was right. really checking. Unless they absolutely had to, like, and I think yep. what happened is that maybe you know, because foster care will the idea, quote unquote, of foster care is to just to reunify kids with their parents if, if that is possible. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. what happened was is they were like, okay, well, really, there's we can't prove he was abusing him. You know, the plan is to gradually, you know, send him back to his dad. Now we have to prove paternity. Mm-hmm. Remember when Dave Chappelle said, uh. That dude, uh, first sexual experience was with Michael Jackson. All we got was awkward Thanksgiving. That is the epitome of this movie. <laughs> it's fair, right? Because back in back, yeah, back in the day, everybody know that one uncle that every time he came around, get them kids away from him. What Chris Rock say? Get Johnny away from them kids. <laughs> oh no! That's, no. Think about it. He, he don't want to go over there. Hey, that yeah. kid know what's going on, you know what I mean? And again, it was the 80s, early 90s. People weren't really paying attention like they should have. You know what uh, I'm saying? Like, yeah, hi, guys. That's... Just PSA from us to you. If you have a relative that you feel like the children can't be around. Stop inviting him stop. places. Stop. Like, it's time I, I don't think it happens that. anymore. I don't think. If it still happens, you niggas are Niggas are committed. Niggas are committed to not turning in their relatives to the police. If your relative is, is somebody that you don't feel can be left alone with children, you need to turn them into the police. Like, it's time absolutely. to get them registered. Like, I'm so sorry that you feel away, but it's time to get Cousin Johnny on the fucking registry because and y'all out of Thanksgiving rotation. Out of Thanksgiving. <laughs> you don't get no turkey, no stuffing. Let somebody mm-hmm. stuff him down to the county jail. That is not <laughs> you let him keep touching the goddamn kids and you having to be like, don't go back there with Cousin Johnny. Fuck that. Call you know, you know how to what's the name? Um, the comments come up later than the person actually sent it because yeah. her her smileys just came up, and I'm pretty sure she hit that when I said keep Johnny away from them kids because it's a Chris Ryan joke, right? But the smiley oh, came, came up like... when she when she was like, yeah, you know if your kids are being molested. And then the <laughs> <came up. laughs> oh, so yeah, so Meryl, oh, they find they do the paternity test. Wham bam, Clarence is not Michael's dad. So they determined to rights. They was like, oh, so they was God. like, you can stop going with him now. <laughs> like, and Michael was overjoyed. And Michael yes. lives four years of happiness. He's going to school. Michael's like six now. So he's like in the first grade, kindergarten-ish, mm-hmm. first grade-ish. Um mm-hmm. Meryl calls the people because somebody is driving around her house in a truck. And so she calls and says, by chance, what vehicle does the, the ex, his not daddy drive? Mm-hmm. And they tell her and they say, no, nah, he keeps driving around here looking and shit. Uh, they what's say, going you on? paranoid girl. That ain't him. That ain't him. They girl, say, you, you paranoid and crazy. Why would a man who has, who petitioned for custody of a child that's not his, found out it's not his, why would he keep coming around? Right. We find a motherfucking sociopath, but whatever. She asked what the car looked like. She didn't say, hey, there's this kind of car driving around. Yeah. Doesn't match his. She asked she first said, and they told her. What the fuck does this nigga look like? What does yeah. he drive? Again. Okay, yeah. he's outside. 
And instead of them saying, we recommend that you call the police, they said, girl, you're just fucking tripping. You're um, tripping. Take your, close your curtains and stop looking outside, girl. Exactly. <laughs> what, what, Another address and you need what, to let him alone. What response were we expecting from a fucking uh, uh, a corporation of people that was like, hey, bitch, I'm going to happy hour. He only drink Pepsi. You were good? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all good? Y'all good? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that is. yeah, it wouldn't be much. Um, so 9-12-1994. So Michael is at school in regular day. A man comes in, flashes a gun out the little coat, and tells the principal, I'm ready to die today. And unless you don't want to also die, you're going to take me in there to get my son. Again, white people cared about them. They, they name way more than they did about kids in the 80s. You mean to tell me? This six foot something ass principal, you didn't think to try to elbow this nigga and scream. You didn't think to do nothing. You just he, didn't want to he, let, this, he let this nigga lead him to Michael's classroom with a gun, and they take took, Michael they out, took to, Michael. out to school. Mm-hmm. Kidnapped him, the both of them. And yeah. kidnapped the both of them. And the part that's confusing to me is because he walked into school and asked to see the principal. So the principal yes. walked with this man and the teacher and was like. Yeah, you talking about this nigga? We ain't never seen pick Michael up. That's who we a foster kid, and it's a case where some we just found out that somebody is not his parent, and they just and his mom just died. His mom died, and we just cut off parental rights for a man claiming to be his dad. I'm gonna need y'all to know what the fuck he looked like. And the school didn't think, damn, he don't have. At no point when he said, I'm his father, I'm going to check him out of school. Nobody was like, Michael don't have no daddy. Maybe we should call the police. This like, like, okay, Meryl let me husband. call. We're going to go get him. But Meryl had a whole ass husband. Right. 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 Like his mom and daddy, the foster people taking care of him is at home. That's not his motherfucking dad. Like, but but like, first of all, you really could just go to the school and check children out. And like, if the children went with you, they just assumed that you knew. And that's how kids got abducted a lot back in a the day. Lot. Like, I had to take it's a step so back and raggedy. think about all the kidnapping cases I could think of. And especially, and funny enough, like, especially like early, like 20s, 30s, when like mm-hmm. the late 20s, when the Great Depression was going on, kidnapping became a thing. If they thought yeah. they could kidnap your kid for like any type of money, like it was a kidnapping every like week. Like they was kidnapping all the fucking kids. Like they would when go that, to school uh, and be like, "Oh, your parents were in an accident." Like that was their favorite one. So, oh my god! Right? Wasn't that right, changeling? Right? Wasn't that changeling where they did that with? Uh, yes. They had was to rename that. that yep. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, had yeah. La Mesa, California. They it used to be called something else, right? Because of that shit. And you you give this woman a kid and tell her, "Nah, that's your son." This is your your kid. That poor lady. Like, we're off the subject. We'll have to revisit that. But that is a wild-ass story. But yeah, but just because it was around that same time. Well, yeah, they basically, I mean, they eventually find out that her kid was murdered, but they had the, police had her committed to an insane asylum. Right. Because she because I I, I know what the fuck my kid looks like, bro. Like she kept saying that's not my kid, and they had her declared insane because she kept saying that wasn't her kid. They sued them because they were wrong and they did not pay that lady a penny. And then you don't question you don't question a woman when she look at her twins and be like, That one's that one and that one's the other one, but you're gonna tell a bitch that this whole ass kid. She don't know. Nigga, that I don't kids. know. I've never seen this nigga in my whole life. <laughs> this is why I suggest you're not even you. making me walk off with him. Like I don't. This that's nigga not shorter, 
He's shorter than the fucking notches in the water. <laughs> this is clearly not my son. Not my son, which is why I put the imposter on the wheel because that is exactly what it is about. Uh, yes. uh, somebody faking being somebody's kid and these somebody people, else, which is yeah, these kids, these people are like, I guess. <laughs> okay, because well, because that well, because in that one, it had been a, a little time had elapsed. So they weren't sure, but yeah, yeah. I, I, but I but still, still think he would just still. Kind of, uh, no, right? I would hope. I mean, I ain't got no kids, but I just, I mean, no, I, I have I, some, but I ain't really trying to get them kidnapped to find out. Like, like yeah, I, like, I, would, like to, I would like to believe if something happened to my god baby and he came right. back like, two or three years later, I would still you know. Would be him. like, that's him. Yeah. yeah, I would still be like, that's not him. Like, right. right, exactly. Um, not, so yeah. Anyway. That, yeah, they abduct the principal and Michael at gunpoint. They make the principal get in his truck, drive out to a dirt road. Then he ties the principal up to a tree and then absconds with Michael. Mm-hmm. And now they all over the mo- America's most wanted and news and whatever right. else. They down right. the run. He just got Michael and can't nobody see him, hear from him, whatever, whatever. Um, right. And this one should we... not even weirder. I said, now are we at ni- the ni- 1990 when Clarence tried to take out the life insurance? Yeah, so yes. Joe Fitzpatrick is the agent that is assigned to this case. And Joe mm-hmm. is doing some thorough-ass police work, and I wish every police officer was as thorough as Joe. Because Joe, Joe is was that nigga. Joe is that nigga. Joe is a down-ass nigga. He stayed with that shit, too. Down-ass nigga on his shit. Um, yes. So in 1990, Clarence decides I, this policy that Karen told us about, he's like, I'm going to collect on that. This bitch did. So right. what he does is gives the people his real social security number like a dumbass. <laughs> and Idiot. they're like, hey, your name isn't Clarence. Your name is Franklin Delano Floyd. It is it Delano? Because isn't like Roosevelt's middle name Delano? Why don't know? I was gonna ask that. Oh, am I saying Delano? Because like that's what they said. Delano, and I kept thinking, is it Delano? Why did a lot of white people have Delano in their name back then? I was gonna say, is it Delano? Is he white? And I mean, is it not? It's not. So I say Delano because he was born in like the forties, and Franklin Roosevelt was president, and Roosevelt's middle name was Delano. So yeah, I'm thinking that he has that name for that reason, but I can't be sure. But them saying Delano had me like, it sounded like a cookie. It sounded like, like a cookie, <laughs> cookie to me. And I was like, is that that's it? Like the white, that's like the white boy named Darren that moved to the hood and be like, my name is Delano. And Deron. <laughs> so Franklin oh. Floyd had like a thousand alias. This nigga was on like alias 27. Um, so um they do some backtracking. Joe Vizperro's like, mm-hmm. I, well, I'm going to do some backtracking. And so he figures out that he used to be in a halfway house. And he was like, well, that means that you used to be doing criminal shit. So we finna backtrack some more. We're going to look up some shit. So here's a timeline that they present us with. In 1962, he abducts a small child and rapes her. Uh, he gets picked up for that. I, I'm assuming he gets charged. Well, he don't get much time because I guess it's 1960 right. you can just touch people's children. IDK. Uh, <laughs> 1963 he robs a fucking bank right so then the bank charge gets him 10 years now keep in mind the abduction and rape of the small child gets him little to no jail time right, right four or five years he well that was in 1962 in 1963 he was robbing banks so didn't oh give shit him, didn't, didn't know didn't get him much right so he's 63 <laughs> he robbed the fucking bank 
So I guess touching money gets you more time than touching children. Just touching more, yes. touching money doesn't belong to you instead of children yes. don't belong to you. So he does 10 years for this bank robbery, gets out in 1973, assaults a woman when he gets out. Out five minutes, breathed in the air. It was like, you know what the fuck I want to do? Not go eat a meal, not go, you know, see my mama, not go hug my siblings. Like, nope, time to go assault a bitch. Time to go. Right. Remember when remember when uh uh Mike Epps was like, you know, Tony and then bought me some new shirts. That's what that was. And he was like, shit, I'm flying. <laughs> Let's go get me a bottle no, and reminisce. No, no, no. Nope, assaults, assaults and battery. Let's go. Pick me up. It's time to take assault. me to the darkest alley. <laughs> the, the darkest night. Wait until the moon is new. No right. moon. It's time to assault. And he did. The thirst uh, is real. Nigga, and then he did. And so they were like, wow, this. This white man is violent. Apparently, <laughs> he was like, hey, yes. we fucked up. Let's try to fix it. So he is out on bail because they didn't fix it. Uh, and so he was like, fuck this. I'm not going back to jail. And he just was like, fuck it. I'm gone. And then he was been a fugitive for two motherfucking decades. He was like, you know what? Eh, I'm going to go to jail for assault. Right. And it was on the lamb. Out in these uh, streets, moving around as if nothing ever happened and like you said with with, with creating so many different names and then, like again at that time when you could just move to a different city and be like all right today i'm jerry you know what i mean this motherfucker's working he i mean people said he was violent and he kind of was a, a, a no good dude but still like yeah all right i'm, I'm done assaulting i'm gonna just go on the lamb and you know thank god there's no internet what y'all about to do so that was it he went on he just decided to be somebody else so this is when the FBI kind of tells Joe Fitzpatrick, like, if he has, we kind of jump back to where Michael's taken now in 1990, 1994. And um, they basically tell him what we kind of know to be the truth, right? When when children are abducted, you really, like, the first 24 hours are crucial. After that, the probability of getting the children back alive is very, very slim. Because abductors know children need things, and it's very hard to keep them placated, very hard to hide them. Everybody's looking for them now because of Amber Alerts, which they didn't have at this point. But the right. point is, is that typically when children are abducted, they aren't kept. There right. are some in unfortunately yeah. killed and discarded and so what they thought is that he because michael was his child even though he was a fugitive their guess was he maybe had like a week to two weeks before michael would become a liability and he would probably kill him too right um and so this is when we meet jenny fisher i think uh so jenny tells us that her mother sees the news report about michael being abducted and the mother is like, come look at this. I They're saying this lady's name is Tanya, but I swear to God, this is Sharon. This is Sharon right. Mitchell. Uh, yeah. And I'm, before this part, though, there was a part for everybody who hasn't seen this yet, where they talked about the woman Tanya in high school, how smart she was. She was a part of all of these clubs. And mm -hmm. she was going to be a, um uh engineer. Um, just all of this shit, you know what I'm saying? And she... Went through her entire high school career. I don't think they were in Tulsa anymore at this point, were they? I don't think. But uh, no, this is not Tulsa. No. They are in um, Forest this Park, Georgia, when she's in high right. school. And yeah, and she is uh, Tanya. I forgot her last name. I feel so bad. But no, Marshall. There you go, Tanya Marshall. No, uh, Tanya, no, Tanya Hughes, Sharon Marshall. Sorry. Sharon Marshall. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, she was Tanya Hughes in this high school, and the part that VJ is talking to y'all about now, the people who saw her on TV, she they was started. Sharing, friend she was sharing. sharing a, she was sharing on high as high school, right? That's what it yeah, was. Right, was, right, right, right. Yeah, right, they knew right, her as Sharon right. Marshall, so they were very confused because the Jenny was like. What do you mean? Sharon's on TV? Like, are she talking or something? And she was uh-huh. like, no, she's dead. <laughs> and the lady was like, excuse me? All right. And what are we talking why about? Why would she like, be there? Right. Right. And why would it be making the news? Yeah, it's very so, weird. Jenny was very sad about it, but we're going to find out why Jenny was crying. Because I was like, not sure why she was so weepy about it. But then I, yeah, we figured it out. Um, So... Basically, what we find out is that Jenny is telling us that when she knew Tanya, aka now Sharon, Sharon was in high school. They were in the Gifted Talented program. She wanted to be some type of aerospace engineer, whatever, whatever. But she knew uh-huh. them as Sharon Marshall, and Clarence was Sharon's father, Warren Marshall. Right. <laughs> so- uh, yeah, Jenny goes and talks with the FBI. They sitting having a she bringing out the pictures and pointing them out and whatever, whatever. And this is when the by talking to Jenny, the FBI figures out that 1989 is roughly about when this name change ha- happens, right? So she gets out of high school. They go to wherever they go, and on the way, they stop and look at these tombstones in Alabama, which is where she picks up little baby Ton infant Tanya Hughes's name. Um, and he picks up the name Clarence, and then they get married in New Orleans. Right. Which is, is a lot. Which is a lot. a lot, y'all. It's just a lot. Jesus. So then we jump time again. Unless you just, am I missing something? Because then I think we go to 1988. When she's pregnant? Right, that's, yeah. That's, yep, we jump to Florida. Yeah, so she's that because I remember they were saying that they just thought the dad was weird, right? They kept saying they thought he was just strange and strict. Yeah, that he was strange. Take care of him and whatever else. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they uh-huh. dipset because they uh, she was pregnant she, and then they went to Arizona, right? Yeah. They, remember they saw that video. Her friends seen that video and people were talking. Oh, were, was that this time? When I, I thought that was wrong, or maybe I'm mistaken the time. But. Yeah, not quite. Like okay, they're not bad, quite. Not bad, we're we're gonna jump there, but it's not this jump. Okay, <laughs> it's not, bad, yeah, it's not this jump. <laughs> so yeah, now we're in Tampa, nineteen eighty-eight, right? Right. So she Venus. So basically, she's thinking she's gonna go to college, and they talk about the fact that Dad was like, <laughs> Tamara, please. <laughs> I can't wait to hear Clarence's transition. Clarence does becoming not become an Avenger. An Avenger. Like, I mean, he had he's collected Clarence's names. So Clarence, like he has collected names like Infinity Stones, but he is not gonna become an Avenger. Just uh, spoiler alert. Thanos would have snapped just for that. On death row getting a needle in his arm. But like <laughs> Like real cute, like maybe they'll like put a little like Captain America Band-Aid on that for him. I don't know. Um, <laughs> on his lethal injection. On his, on his lethal injection. <laughs> they can use some cute, like some cute infinity stone band-aids, one for each other. <laughs> real sexy, real cute. Um yeah, so we're in Tampa, which is not much better than Tulsa, but slightly better than Tulsa. Um, at the Mons Venus. Mm-hmm. So these names Mons Venus wild. Um, this was a this was the place of all places to go shake your ass. In 1988 so. in Tampa, <laughs> the entire book <laughs> roster was in there getting titties in their face. Like that's what they right. said. 
Um, <laughs> and they didn't wear lingerie. They wore French lingerie. French they lingerie. Were the, they, they were the the most <laughs> the most fancy of the naked bitches. <laughs> naked bitches to have ever walked around in Tampa. Walk the earth. And you can they tell. Look, you can tell old girl. You can tell old girl really believe that because if you look at that chick, you can tell she used to be a stripper. Like them ain't them the the one that's telling the story at the time. Uh, uh shit, Heather Lane. Yeah, them them is <gasps> implants that she's had since '88. Like <laughs> they've settled well. <laughs> them right. Them joints is sitting up like. Sun. No, we all know how white women did. age, ma'am. No, those is <laughs> Mons Venus. Did you? Who reposted your pussy? Mons Venus reposted. My <laughs> Mons Venus. <laughs> Mons Venus yeah. did you well. <laughs> Listen, the titties back then they held up better than these new titties. Them like them like original transplant like fucking implants like they did way better than these new titties. They, they were did. hard. They were hard as shit though. But you know they, they, they yeah they, well they didn't like, move. They were non shakable titties and they didn't they, they didn't up. use they didn't usually poison you either. they didn't move. <laughs> and they and they you didn't have to worry about them hoes dropping. They was gonna be up here forever. And, um, and it was like them titties was like a vasectomy. One of them bust, you just run right back to the doctor. Like, let me get a new titty. <laughs> got another boulder in there, or whatever they had. Um, you right, right back on the pole. Hacky sack titties. Sack. <laughs> let me find okay. out. They were just getting like little bean bag sacks, like Can you imagine a yeah. nigga being like? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Just oh, kicking the titties into the air. Yes. Just... <laughs> she's she's under. She's sleep. She'll never know. Like <laughs> she, she gonna get an X, she get an X ray, ma'am. Why is there an Adidas footprint on your implant? Like, I don't know. <laughs> You're playing hacky sack. Um. Oh my god. So. Heather is telling us about how she used to schedule these little cute trips to the billionaire millionaires club. And she was like, it was easy money due to a little party. Uh, you know, you would just dance three dances. Did nobody touch you? They paid you and you left. You know, I didn't come here for all that. I just came here to dance. Uh, so <laughs> they just came there to dance. They got their little money and they left. Well, one of the guys is like, you got to get Tanya because Tanya over there offering the BJs in front of the bathroom $50. She says sexual well, favors, but... Let's back up just a little bit because it's important to know that why Tanya was doing that. Tanya's dad, right? Was she Tanya? Since, yeah, she was Tanya. Yeah, she was Tanya here, yeah. right? Okay. So Tanya, like, Tanya's dad was the one who made her obviously go to the strip club and then immediately, like, upon her, like, being in the strip club was, like, go ask that bitch about them private parties. Like, go ask about Junior's bachelor party and shit, right? Yeah, you need so to then, be like, yeah. Right. So then, so then, I guess that wasn't enough. And so now he has her outside of the bathroom at her place of employment out here acting like she's a fucking like like she out on the street corner basically right. <laughs> sucky sucky fifty dollars um, <laughs> it was yeah that's that was some wild shit like you already just splitting a little party money with the two or three strippers there it's right. everybody there is millionaires it's the millionaires right. club and 
All it's you can do is dance. You, you, right. Right. Like nobody was touching you. Or nothing. And you coming away with $500 and your daddy got you sucking dick in front of the bathroom. Come on. And, and so when Tanya, when she approaches and asks Tanya, like, what the fuck, bitch? She's like, my dad told me to come do this. Like, and he bought me condoms. So don't trip, girl. Like, and she was right. like, nah, you got to get the fuck up out of here. We can't invite um, you back. Sorry, um, girl. Sorry, you're not welcome here. So Michelle, <laughs> babysitter. You can't spend a night at nobody's house in high school, but you can turn tricks at the titty box. <laughs> right. Doing it. So we meet the babysitter. Michelle says she used to babysit Michael. They used to have a good old time. Uh, she used to make faces and dinosaur noises at him, and then she shows us the dinosaur noises, which was whatever. Why did you? Why did you bring that up? <laughs> right. <laughs> I used to do it on his on the side of his face. Ma, 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 ma. I was like, ma, 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 and he used to go, ma, 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 ma. I used to have a great time, and we used to bump our heads together like this, and it was so much fun, and, it and was we would like, just stare at each other like, yeah. we, know how, like we know how to be we know how three year olds are like we get it this would be the first time this would be the first time we found out somebody was paid to be in a motherfucking documentary like this <laughs> that, that's all the information you have do your best impression of how it used to be when y'all kicked it <laughs> so michelle says she used to babysit and she says that they have a friend named cheryl and cheryl because she says Sharon, basically sharon sharon and clarence i guess that's what he was going by was it Yes. No, because she was sharing at this point. So Sharon oh, okay. and Warren. Warren and Sharon, yeah. So she says that they had um, the little oh. trailer and she would babysit, but they had a friend, Cheryl. And Cheryl also worked at Mons Venus, but she was trying to be in Playboy and be a model. Um, So Cheryl's like their only friend. She used to come zooming up in her little Corvette, go hang out or whatever. And she says that she's over there and he's supposed to be putting in a videotape to record the wrestling match. So for those of you who are young, who might listen to this, once upon a time, when things would come on television and you wanted to save it for later, um, we did not have TiVo or like save or you or like where, you know, it would come on live and then be on Hulu the next day. You would have to put a tape in that was blank. A VHS tape. So you had to have a VCR, um, Uh which is a video cassette recorder. Because yes. uh, oh, I sure didn't remember when. And you would have you. to put the tape <laughs> this big. You would have to right. stick the tape in the VCR, and then you would press record, and then you record whatever the show was on the yes. tape, so that you could. My grandfather. My grandfather was second shift back in those days, and he was a wrestling fan. Remember mm-hmm. when wrestling first started being on pay per view? That shit was like a hundred dollars. Then we talking about when niggas started hundred dollars was a lot of money. Fuck around and change the channel while the VCR recorded some wrestling. I ain't never got no ass whooping for it, but I see plenty of my cousins get fucked up over a wrestling match. <laughs> yes. So yeah, anybody who don't know about them days, like yeah, that shit was serious. How many V? But how many VHSs like of yours got recorded over? Cause like that shit was so irritating to me. <laughs> when when, when Pac died, you're the one with the job. Over. Get another fuck. Go right. buy another fucking tape. <laughs> Especially when I didn't use my little uh, target check the body's VHS. When Pac died, BT did a bunch of videos. I recorded that shit. I came home one day. It was all church shit. What the fuck? <laughs> Not over Pac. Right. <laughs> all you see is all you see is Brenda at the beginning of Brenda's got a baby. Valley. 
To rail coming soon on Rock and Tola. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't disrespect rail like that. Do you remember that? No? Every yeah. Rock and Tola album, rail coming soon. Man, and I was waiting. <laughs> like a motherfucker. That nigga rail could sing. He really did. He was like Dave Chappelle with a fucking voice. With a fucking voice. Still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> that nigga rail like, shit. These, oh, these bitches ain't fucking me for the chain no more. I'd be listening to that one rail song they released on uh, Streets is Watching. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then Mario Wines came out of nowhere and was like, I kind of look like rail. I'm here now. <laughs> I can do this. Let me sing some songs. Oh, God. Yeah. You can climb in this what tub a... and sing y'all a fucking song. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, so the videotape. So he puts it in and he's about to record wrestling. But as I mentioned, Niggas always got to record over something. And he was record, about to record over a beach scene of Cheryl and Sharon together, like just playing around, but like topless. And they're the only and, people on this beach. Then it's a secluded part of the beach. And right. Michelle is like 15 and looking like, my nigga, why do you have a video of your daughter topless? And he it's was like, a good oh, question. shit. Oh, let me put this Oh, in. don't see that. You ain't supposed to see that. Don't and and not fucking tell anybody. Right. And Michelle was and like, who over you that. holler at you? She was like, <laughs> time to hit the old dusty trail. Dusty I'm going to get up out of here. <laughs> Exit stage I, left even. I know the sun's out and, I, and my mom said nine, but I think. <laughs> but. If I walk slow, if I walk slow, right. it'll be nice. It'll be nice. It'll it's be nice. Nice. <laughs> It just like runs out. You know, like, you know that one fuck. friend. Get me out of here. You know that friend that asked you to do something, and you like, man, I don't want to do that shit. I'm, I'm about to go over Sharon's house, and then you at Sharon's house, like, hey, bitch, what are you doing? Because I can do that now. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I said I was busy. I'm not. Like, this I'm not. I, things wrapped up early at Sharon's. I, uh, <laughs> I got out Michael is going to babysit. <laughs> Michael's going to babysit himself. So let me just come He'll on over. He'll, He'll be, be fine. fine. I gave I gave him his Pepsi. I was like I gave uh, I gave him his bottle of Pepsi. He's ready. It's fine. He's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then wrestling with their dads with their friends dad back in them days though. It, they lived yeah. in the trailer park. Don't question what they had. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your point. No. They're different. It's, it's different. different. It's different. It's like she, a different demographic down there. I, I very much feel like she's over there. Like it's Florida. Like let some people have whatever they need. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel like she was over there to watch Michael, and so like she was just there, and he was like, probably oh, yeah, wrestling. Like yeah. what she gonna say? No, she getting paid to watch Michael. Like she's not there to watch TV. Really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> she popped off. Like I don't think she like was watching. <laughs> That's like I think that nigga was like, I'm gonna record it and you gonna sit here. You're right. right. Good point. Good point. 
Um, yeah. So at this point, um, like Cheryl, they're telling Cheryl, like Heather is like, girl, don't go over there. It's just wild. You not you please stop going over there. Please go over there. Don't fuck with them. They say Cheryl coming in there with bruises and shit. Heather done had to go out and have a whole fucking confrontation with the nigga in the parking lot of Mons Venus. And then she's saying they said he was obsessed with her. Like calling up there, asking about where she was, asking where her dad lived. And I'm like, well, Heather, like, why wouldn't why would why didn't nobody call the daddy? Why didn't nobody? Yeah. Oh, why didn't nobody call him? Like, hey, it's a nigga that keep harassing your daughter. So, like, it's just very wild how they just was like, whatever. Like, it was just a lot of like, whatever. Yeah. You, you know what it like, is? You remember back in the days when there. you would leave? Remember back in the days when you would leave the crib and you on the other side of Chicago? And yeah. all you know is be home by eight. Don't nobody know right. where the fuck you at, what you doing. They got to trust that you adhere to the rules of the house. Be, and I think that's exactly. really what it was. Yep. Yeah. She was out being a thought. <laughs> but she better be home right after her shift, after that last right. dance. Right. Yeah, yeah I don't she, know. But she didn't come home after the last dance. Yeah, um, after the confrontation outside when what's-her-name had the uh, old tits had, had to go get... <laughs> Yeah, bold, bolder tits. All, like, all, hey. all new tits. All, all, right. all, all rock titties. Uh, <laughs> I, want them old, I want them old bitches to walk by. You be like, maybe, maybe. Old hacky sack. With old hacky sack titty. Hacky sack titty Heather. Uh, hacky sack Heather told the people. Hacky sack Heather told Warren to get the fuck out the parking lot and leave Cheryl alone. Cheryl went to her car and ain't nobody seen her. Again. And never, nobody saw her ever again. She can't. She couldn't stop fucking going over to Sharon and Warren's house or whatever. And then shortly after, they didn't see Cheryl no more. Sharon and Warren said, "Fuck this, we out." And they dipped in 1989. And ain't nobody seen them since. Um. So, it they knew that he was in a couple of places, right? Like the FBI and shit, right? Like they knew that it was only like three states that he kind of went between when he created these new identities. So they kind of just sat back and waited, right? right. Until yeah, so, yeah, in between this, we get like, <clears throat> get like a Jenny cut where she tells us she spent the night with Sharon and she tells us some super weird shit. Oh, about the lingerie. Yeah, I, so about Jenny, that. I didn't write that. Well, so Jenny has like lovely parents and like a good ass family, and they kind of like low key got a little money. And so she asked to go stay with Sharon, and the mama is like, Girl, okay, I'm gonna drive you down there, but don't tell your daddy. Daddy sent because they say earlier, and we didn't mention this, but the first time that their parents met. They say that Warren asked them for money. Fuck, I miss putting this up there, but I'm putting it up there anyway. I was laughing too hard. Look, Warren, <laughs> Warren pulled what, what scammer bitches pull in, in niggas DMs. Hey, so my car just broke down. I know we just met yesterday, but do you have two? <laughs> it was very, can I have $40? My rent is due or whatever. Yes. Um, yes. And so they were like, absolutely, fuck not. We don't know you. Um, like the first time meeting, like. Ever. Like he, took, he dropped his child off at their house and he was like, shake hands and can I have dollars Um, Because he looked around their house and was like, oh, they got $400. <laughs> and daddy was like, absolutely the fuck not. Get this weird nigga the fuck out of here. And then so the mama was like, I'm going to let you go down there, but don't tell your daddy because then I'm going to have to explain why I let you go down to this weird nigga's house. Right. Um, right. 
And I hope the daddy came back up there. And I don't advocate, you know, being a horrible partner, but I hope he uh cussed her the fuck out. Like I hope, yeah, they, I hope they found out, and I hope the daddy put his foot on her motherfucking neck and did not. Uh, and, that, and that's why she's in the documentary without any bruises or any sad stories because her bruising. her daddy put his foot in everybody's ass when they got home uh, well yeah after this I'm glad he did he should have went to the motherfucking police but whatever um, nobody's gone to the police really so yeah Jenny ain't but Jenny didn't tell the story so Jenny tells us basically they in the room changing to go to bed the house don't have no doors the house just have curtains, curtains. which is weird as a motherfucker um, like, oh my god, why do you have all this Victoria's Secret lingerie? And she's like, Oh, my dad just likes to buy it for me, it's just very pretty. And Jenny's sitting there, like, My daddy don't buy my drawers, but okay. Um, <laughs> so then he comes in there with a goddamn pistol, Warren just coming there, fucking brandishing a 22. And he was like, Get on the ground, man. Uh, it's a Jenny like freaks the fuck out and he's like I'll be back and then instead of her calling her parents and saying I want to go home she just stays hey so again we make fun of everything with the same fucking pistol and was like lay down in the sleeping bag and cover your head with a pillow so that she this nigga, and listen while he rapes his own kid man like Danny Ayo and motherfucking Harlem Knights this is a fucking rape <laughs> <laughs> Listen, people can't cook a dinner I don't want to eat, and I don't call my mama to come get me back there. Nigga, if I don't want to eat this, I'm going home. Like, and I can't, so you're not about to pull a gun out on me and make me do no weird shit, and I'm not going the fuck home. Yeah, it was like, very weird. Like, I just it was very flippant and like weird to me because in my mind I'm thinking that's that's white people shit. Like, God bless her. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry she had to go through that and witness that. But it's just like that's very white because there is no world in which my mom would send me to somebody's house that we already thought was weird as fuck. Right. Like I wouldn't even have gotten to go. Like she'd have been like, Sharon mm-hmm. could come here. Yeah, like I just yeah. would have never got to spend a night at those people's house. Like, nope. and if I had, she would have went inside and been like, "No, nah, I gotta go over there and see what's up." And when mm-hmm. she went in and realized they didn't have no fucking doors, no doors. she'd have been nah. like, "Comfortable." Like, I just don't know how many women who, how many people are parents of girls who mm-hmm. would allow that, already knowing that the situation is weird there. Like, I understand that men are single parents of daughters all the time. But typically, when you are having a sleepover at your house, then you would have, like, your your aunt or your sister mm-hmm. or somebody like somebody that be the person yep. to host it so that it doesn't feel improper for a grown right. man to just be alone in the house. At my, night with, my dad, with little squirrels, right. My dad, when my sisters lived with us, my dad would leave if they wanted to die sleepover. Like, me and my pop would go somewhere else. You know what I mean? And like you said, my mm-hmm. aunt would come over or something like that. And yeah, like, mm-hmm. that's weird. That's weird as shit. I'm not like, saying we, every man is a pedophile, but I'm just saying there are certain right. things that are just proper. And it's just, I just don't. Nothing in my world or the people around me would have allowed that type of situation to happen to me because I just wouldn't have been there. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what fucking way? No, nobody would be like, yeah, go down there and stay at the weird ass house with a nigga who won't the let me. The nigga that just asked me for it for $400. For well, $400 at there. my house yesterday. Go down there and stay there, even though your dad said you couldn't. Like, no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, so he just breaks Sharon, <laughs> and the next day Sharon is like, "It's okay, I'm okay, you're okay, we're okay, we we gonna be all right." Like, 
I'm an Indiana <laughs> mole. You're an Indiana mole. She's an Indiana <laughs> I'm a dude. She's a dude. dude. We're, dude. We're all dudes. We're all dudes. We're all dudes. We're all dudes. <laughs> um, yeah. So it. Yeah. I. I don't. So and then Je- and then Jenny after this happened didn't think. Damn, Sharon's in a real fucked up situation. I should tell my mom and my dad who didn't want me to. Who didn't want me to go. Sharon's down here being raped at gunpoint in front of me. Right. Well, then Sharon By the nigga maybe, that's supposed to be her dad. That's supposed to be her best friend. I'm just telling you, my mom might have said mm-hmm. no, but if I go to my best friend's house and see and and we she I gotta watch her get raped at gunpoint, I'm going home. I'm telling folks and being like, Can we adopt her? Can she come stay here? Like, I just don't <laughs> what kind of friend are you? Like, I just I just don't right. know. Like that kind of harm right. comes to your friend and you just don't right. say shit. He didn't back, say right. I'm gonna kill your family if you tell. He just told right. her she better lay in a sleeping bag. So, right. so he, technically, I'm not disobeying any rules. But, but think of, again, white people care about their names more than they care about human, just human nature. She didn't want her mom to get in trouble with the dad, so I'm not gonna oh. say shit. Like, we'll, all, we'll all fall yeah. on the sword, my nigga. Like, like we'll all fall on it. I, I, I mean, she could have said she was just as over a family. There. Like, she could have said, "Hey, I was just over there and this happened." She didn't even have to say she spent the night. She could have went back and told the mama, and the shit still would have been told. Like you, what? You're giving me more reason to bust your ass for asking me for four hundred dollars on the first day. Like that's wild. Like you asked me before, and outside, you... you pulled a gun out on his half naked ass daughter. I done went home and told my daddy and been like, "You can get immediately." Pop, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna take that ass that night. You the Burtons and the Polks, Midland, Texas, Odessa, Texas, baby. You ain't been here. They don't. They if it start with an F, they like to do it. They like to fight and fuck, baby. So if it come down to some pistols <laughs> coming out, they finna pull them the fuck out. So <laughs> if I done went home and been like. Hey, that weird ass creepy nigga pulled a gun. He'd have been like, "Well, say I less. Say less. I, I have guns. multiple guns. I can call your cousins, and they can also bring their guns. We can since all have we, a gun. since we're pulling guns out. Would you like, like to have yeah. a gun too for me? You can also have one. I have would one. You like to pull a gun out? You like to pull a gun? <laughs> What's that little boy you used to date? That little boy you used to date. I like his daddy. That nigga got guns. Go him over. We all bring like, our guns. Right. Everyone can have a gun. That house would be so full of motherfucking book light. <laughs> and, pro- and look, and proper niggas would have been like, "Hey, go ahead and make sure Sharon get the fuck up out of there first Call Sharon to come over. We gonna, we gonna y'all, you and Sharon, we gonna take y'all for ice cream. The mama would have had to go scoop Sharon, and they'd have been out at the Dairy Queen while that shit was getting shot the fuck up. Like in two cities away. Talking about. <laughs> hey, you ever remember your all your uncle show up, and for some reason your mama tell you to get ice cream in the neighboring city, not down the street. <laughs> That's because the business was handling business, right? Go to the one up north, like right. Exactly. She oh, just man. Jenny ain't told shit till now. Nothing. Okay, Jenny. So anyway, absolved, Jenny. So we get back with Joe and the FBI, and they crying. like this shit not coming together. So Joe like, wait a minute. <laughs> so nineteen. So he was like, we got this picture. So they start asking. They yeah, like you said, they sit back and wait. They asking around. They come up with a, a neighbor in, in in Kentucky, I think. And the neighbor's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I got a picture of them. Picture of Floyd with um with Sharon. She's like five or six in the picture. This is nineteen seventy. Nineteen ninety. Sharon or Tanya, whatever they're calling her, is twenty years old. So they're doing the math. 
This man was locked up for 10 years from 63 to 73. Right. At the bare minimum, at the if she's in fact 20, she was born in 1970. Right. He was That's, in not jail. That's not his daughter. That's not his daughter. They're not his goddamn kid. So now they're like, oh. So now we have two identities for her that we that are completely wrong now. Right. He's not Tanya. He's not Sharon. And she's not his daughter. Nope. So she's not his wife. Well, she was technically his wife, but she wasn't his daughter. Nope. Like she's, we don't know who she is still now. Right. We're so literally police, back to square one. Yeah, the police were like, "Fuck it, we're gonna put some, we're gonna put some little notifications, some little alarms on all these aliases because eventually you have to renew something." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold on, so, talk about real quick, real quick. Being back to square one makes the end of this motherfucking documentary way more painful in the sense of because right at this point now we don't know who the fuck she is and then when we find mm-hmm. out you think about that shit like bro like for real but my bad go ahead yeah yeah so basically he renews the kentucky driver's license um mm-hmm. with with the warren marshall so he has not been warren marshall for quite some time he circles back to that one because he was just a, a loving doting father nothing weird happened so he's like i'm gonna circle back to this one um so and they do it they do a fucking sting on his ass <laughs> they did so much for this driver license like when has anybody ever like gotten a renewed license in the mail and it been handed like by somebody who you have to sign for this fucking i would have never opened the door <laughs> Do you remember, hey, yo, do y'all remember hearing about in D.C. when all them niggas got caught because they got a uh, fake ticket sent to them? And was like, yeah, you oh. got tickets to the football game, come on down, and it was a sting? That's what this shit that's was. That's the sports thing? Because I saw that. Yeah, that shit happened, that was, shit yeah. happened a long ass in the 80s for uh, Bears tickets in Chicago. Oh, and, that, and then in the 90s for, Bear, for, for Bulls tickets. Dallas Cowboys the Bears then. The oh, 90s. shit. Maybe yep. they did it a bunch of times then, because me... And the one dude was on the on the when he when he when they arrested him, he was like, "I knew I was going to jail today. Who the fuck is just giving me Super Bowl tickets or whatever it was?" So yeah, that's what this reminded me of. I so never, I'm not gonna be like, I'm trying to, you if you know you didn't pay your child support, don't. Why would you go down to the police department? Don't do that. Don't. No, they showed they showed up to some random. No, man. they showed up Wait. with like a where the like stadium a, was at. Yeah, yeah, they put it. They put tents outside the stadium, and they but showed still, up. The yeah, still, I ain't never yeah. went to no game, and there was pre pre come through tents before I got to the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Just, no, it's it, 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 it right. too good to be true. It probably is. Don't do you mean it, the tickets ain't is. in the tickets ain't in there with a the game at? They not in there. <laughs> it's not at will call. Uh, yeah, I just never had purchased tickets ahead of time, and they weren't printable, and they weren't at will call. If you win tickets, like, oh, they you, just oh, send you, you can't a send copy. them to my phone. They just send you a copy, or you pick them up at will call. I know no fucking tense. Um, no, the, the radio. But yeah, so they do this it. elaborate. They do this elaborate delivery of this driver's license, and of course, because yeah, nobody gets driver's license it. like this, he's getting arrested. And then the neighbors in the in this little hovel that he's living in was like, nah, I ain't never seen no kid with him. I don't know the fuck you talking about. Uh, no sign of Michael. He's got two jobs. They was like, no. Nah. He ain't claiming no dependence on his W-2, so I don't know the fuck you talking about. How, how, do we, how old is Michael right now? I don't know how old he is right now. I don't fucking know because I don't know what year it is. Cause they, yeah, because I, I don't know what year it is. 
But anyway, we have to assume he's at least six. Yeah. Probably but eight. Ha- I don't, but probably not like too much older than that. Right. Yeah. Like, right. He's definitely not a teenager or, six, or double digits. Like, yeah, yeah. this is how long. So we're going to say from anywhere from like six to nine, maybe. We'll yeah. Give years. So Michael's missing. Um, um, they find, oh, he gets in trouble or he gets, uh, kidnapping of Michael. So and then was there something else? Yeah. So basically the prosecutors are a little concerned because they don't want to prosecute a, a, a murder case with no body because that is actually not very common and did not become more common until like, like we had like more like DNA and like forensic analysis. So in the early nineties, it was very uncommon to try a, a murder case with no body because they didn't have any way right. to think the person was actually dead. Um, right. So they get him on a host of other shit. Like the, pro- the basically they're just like the kidnapping and the use of the guns. And then like the kidnapping of the principal, like it's enough to get him 52 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so no they, find, yeah. And then they find his truck and find a bunch mm-hmm. of photos taped under the motherfucking truck. And it's Not like, his truck, the principal's truck. Well, the principal's truck that he stole that was you, he was using as his truck. Yeah. So like, God damn you nasty ass bitch. Why is it all these little girls pictures taped under this truck? And the why did he, did, take, did he how they didn't know that this was the principal's tr- like the nigga didn't say hey this is my license plate number oh i don't know yeah they assumed they were his pictures um because they were pictures of sharon mixed in and the guy and i think the principal wouldn't have known sharon i think that's what yes. tipped them no, off for sure. that's what i thought like the any defense attorney worth this thought would have said well how do you know these are his pictures right, but right they're not the principal's pictures because pictures of Sharon are mixed in and Sharon was dead by the time he knew Michael. So there's yes. no way he, there would have been any overlap for him to have pictures of Sharon. Yeah. I'm just saying this nigga didn't report his truck stolen. Ain't nobody. Oh, well, right no, we know it was, we know it was stolen. Cause he took, the guy he took it. Cause he took it. Just what I'm saying. Niggas ain't run. Ain't nobody put out a, Hey, run these plates real quick. They, I, I, from where the, the way the documentary said it, it was like, they hadn't found it yet. And then they found it. Okay, no doubt. So I don't. I don't know was, how far he took. This was it. the early. This was the '90s. We don't know. The police is doing the best <laughs> they could. I guess I don't. He just went like this, and then was like, "Honestly, yeah, was like, we, we looking for it. Honestly, we looking for it." Um. So, nineteen ninety-five, they're back in Florida. We done jumped again. Mm-hmm. They done mm-hmm. found the skeletal remains of a woman on the side of I-275. And in 1996, the FBI shows up and was like, hey, we got these pictures of this lady that was getting her ass kicked in these Polaroids. Pretty sure she's dead. Do you think this is your Jane Doe? And they was like, let's find out. And it was, da-da-da, Cheryl. 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 Because they they matched a T-shirt. Yeah. That was in the photograph that was given to them with some shit that they found at his house or some shit like that. Well, it, when they yeah. found the skeletal dem- remains, it looks like she had been strangled and it was like yeah. tied in knots or she was tied up with it, but it was the same yeah. shirt. Yeah, um, the same shirt. So, yeah, so the remains they find are Cheryl Comesso um, and she has been missing since 1989. From since Kansas. the night that he got into it with her in the parking lot, basically. Right. Um, 
so yeah, like it's just woo, they still don't know where Michael is. And by this point, all of the original um like people involved have retired. Like all the original like officers and stuff that are working this are retired. At, mm-hmm. at this point, they're assuming Michael's dead, which is the correct assumption. Um <laughs> Right. And they're just like, whatever. So there's an author who decides to write a book about this situation, about Cheryl. Mm-hmm. And so he mm-hmm. contacts Joe, the, the guy who's retired. And he was just kind of like, well, you know, I'm trying to find out more. I think his name Matt Birkbeck. There we go. So Matt is trying to write this book. And he's like, I'm going to go have an interview with Floyd. Yeah. And then Floyd starts. Floyd comes out here with all of his uh, paperwork. Like this nigga worked for ACLU. with the boxes and shit like he was gonna get defended. I was he said, I'm just here to tell the damn truth. Nigga, come on, nigga. Ain't nobody got to listen to that. He said, nigga, I am not no fucking lawyer. You can put all that shit away. He started pulling fucking baby pictures out the box. This is me in 1940. Like, just. Nigga, I just want to know who this girl is. <laughs> I just want to know her name. We're not going to talk about that. Let's talk about when I had to go to the Baptist orphanage. Like, just... <laughs> this nigga pulling out old, old baseball pictures and shit. This is me. I'm a little league team. I was the shortstop, motherfucker. What? The best damn shortstop they had. Yeah, this is me in World War Two. Like just he <laughs> <laughs> was fucking tripping, bro. Put all of that shit I, away, nigga. Nah, I don't care about that shit. Out of nowhere, that nigga said, uh, "You like Harold Melvin with all the blue notes? Without me, you're never gonna platinum, nigga. What are you talking about?" <laughs> Yeah, poor Matt was like, okay, you're not going to tell me. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. Oh, like, he's like, my God. I don't understand how he became a monster. And I just wrote blah, 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 because I know so many people. Really? Because I don't care about none of this. Or raised by murderers. And they aren't fucking murderers. They aren't kidnappers. There's so many people who have had horrible things happen in their lives that should have mm-hmm. made them monsters. And they're still wonderful they're, people. They decided who are not to not be monsters. Criminals. Yes. Right. Exactly. So I was like, I don't want to hear so, this shit. Like, I'm so sorry it happened to you. I'm so sorry your family couldn't take care of you and you had to go to the orphanage. But goddamn. Like, you're not right, the right. only person to ever have bad shit happen to you. Like, get the fuck and out of also, here. And also, this isn't even the first time he got arrested for doing bad shit to other people. Like, so get out of here with that sob story. Like, this, is your, first, you this is your first hiccup, my nigga. Like, I'm you sorry that you went to... Shit. I'm sorry you went to a high school where the teacher told you to drop the drawers and everybody laughed. I'm sorry. But nigga, <laughs> who's this If you're an all-doctor fan... If you're not a Dr. Penn, you know what that means. Anyhow. I was like, I remember that remember the episode of The Office where they were uh roasting Michael and he go and <laughs> and fucking Pam goes. Remember that one time I saw your penis and she's like, and if she's like, if it was a size, it would be an iPod shuffle. <laughs> she's like if it were an iPod, it'd be an iPod shuffle. <laughs> okay. Yeah, his, if, 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 yeah. If, if his life was a size, it would be an iPod shuffle. Because like, <laughs> he, like I don't. I mean, 
Yeah. So God bless okay. him, no, I, I just don't. <laughs> so Mark, so Matt was like, this not working. And Matt was like, I'm a fucking my he writes the book, A Beautiful Child, and this when the web sluice and the dough network are like fuck it, we need yes. to know what the fuck. And then I kept thinking, damn, these much better web suits than the ones that was on the Elisa Lamb case. So good for them. Like they because must- like we have the these new the Lisa Elisa Lamb people have so many so much more technology. These niggas was using dial up and shit. Like and, and niggas, niggas, niggas committed. Niggas quit their jobs for Elisa Lamb and still couldn't figure out what niggas. They was really <laughs> That's gotta be a sore spot. They was out like, there with yeah. a fucking. AOL disc and a dream making Come it the on. fuck happen. Come on. Come At least on. Lisa Lamb, they was on Instagram fucking influencing. Get, get my ring light in the corner. Like, they <laughs> figure anything out. These motherfuckers you know, had two hours left on their AOL disc and a dream. You know, you know how many, you know how many children's kids, I mean, how many detectives kids and got their ass whooped because he was close to finding out something on the lead and a motherfucker picked up the phone. <laughs> Bitch, I was on the internet. I was on a damn internet. I was almost there. <laughs> oh my god! You calling anyway? Better oh not be one of your little friends. You the fucked up my day. Right. So, two thousand five. Yeah. We meet Megan Dufresne, who is the adopted daughter of Mary Dufresne and a, a biological daughter of Sharon Marshall. So she, yes. I guess they, her aunt reads the book. They read and they, she's like, "Oh, you should reach out to him." So they get the DNA and they're trying to figure out who this lady. Yes. <laughs> um. So we flash back to 1989 in New Orleans. I think. Yes. Yeah. Is this the the Michael Bay thing? Hmm? The blow no. up, the trailer blow up, or did we miss that? Oh shit! She did fucking blow up the goddamn trailer. It's Michelle. fine. It don't matter. Basically, Michelle, the babysitter, <laughs> tells us that after they fucking skirt went skirt skirt into the night in 1989 when they fucking ki- when he fucking killed Cheryl Camasso, uh, yes. he had the trailer blew up because it was full of evidence. Yes, yes. stove went straight through the roof. She said, "Just, boop, just yes." Yeah. Yo, on on the subject, but off the subject, I used to sell K two because I used to make it and like you got to mm-hmm. spray very horrible chemicals on that shit. And you got to put mm-hmm. it in the oven and bake it. And one day we chilling playing the game, and the whole oven was like, boom, and like the door just blew across the fucking room. And I was just like, "Yo, it ain't my house. I don't know. I, y'all got to explain this." Like I'm out though. But anyway. Oh no! Happened. You just left. <laughs> what was I to do? Uh, I'm responsible. <laughs> I mean, we was making it together. We just happened to be a day house. Did you uh, did you take your part? Like, was was you like, look, I understand the blow the, it blew off your oven, but I'm gonna finish mine up at, at, in in a different oven. So just give me my part. like. What happened? Like you just, at that point, <laughs> shit was everywhere. It's just like like literally like the the weed blew out the oven, or the K two blew out the oven, the door blew off, there was smoke everywhere. Like, so you didn't like sweep up your little potpourri into a bag to take with you? Oh no, no. I, I, uh, I want nigga, uh, a stove had just blown up. I was kind of shook. Like, <laughs> this, this shit. you know what I was thinking? You know what I was thinking? That I'm spraying on because I wouldn't smoke that shit. I'm spraying chemicals on something that's fake weed that just blew up a stove. How many niggas lungs have I fucked up? I was in my feelings. Oh, like, like you thought you fucking yeah, you uh, scarecrow, scarecrow fucking, fucking the fucking. Yeah, but did you stop selling it? Did I stop selling K2? After that. 
after you nigga blew re- up someone's oven. You know, anytime a nigga repeat a question, he's trying to figure out if he's alive. I knew the answer. I just thought I would give you a I chance. Just, I wanted to, I wanted to hear surprise you. Me. <laughs> this, this was the time when I was in that aviation school and they was bringing grown ass niggas from all across the country to live a college life. Of course I didn't stop selling that shit. <laughs> Listen, I was going to give you the opportunity to lie. I knew the answer, but I was going to let yeah. you have it if you wanted to lie. Mm-hmm. We um, all know that I'm a great liar, so I only use my lies for the good of the family. I'm not going to waste time <laughs> <through it. laughs> Tanya and Clarence, uh, this, she Tanya again. Tanya was pregnant, and they go to a lawyer, and Clarence is like, hey, yo, bitch, uh, I get me some water and some lemon. Um, <laughs> but also we have this baby she's she's baking right now almost done though um so if you know somebody that wants to pre-order a baby who wants it like you know like we at the lawyers like how much you gonna give me like five grand pre-order baby this yours mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a playstation drop that's what sure. that's what chloe did i don't we'll have to talk i'm very i have Things I used to be the one nigga and was <laughs> defending Chloe Kardashian. No longer. Why? She's the ugliest no one. I mean, come on. I don't care about that. I'm just at this point. She's getting smart with it. Like, let me pre-order the baby that you gonna that you gonna fucking impregnate somebody else with. Like, I'll, I'll just take the baby then. Yep. Somebody. Every said, time Yo. you do this, I'll just have all of these babies. That's all this is insane. Oh, it's a surrogate. This shit ain't no surrogate. It's not a surrogate. He knocked that. Yeah, lady that's exactly what it is. You found out and you pre-ordered the baby. You made this bitch sign her baby over. <laughs> you just said, "Okay, I'll take it." Like, which is wild. Yes. And if the lady was smart, she wouldn't done that. And then the amount of people that were like, "Tristan Thompson still plays basketball," was astounding to me. Niggas astounding. Ah. She is the other. I don't care. That's the mini face guy. Now, goddamn, rest up. That I know everybody on their third, fourth, fifth face, but that's the mini that's face. That, that's that. Or, that's that, uh, Aaron Stark ain't got no Stark ain't got shit on that bitch. That's twenty eight faces at least this fucking year. You want to know <laughs> where I, I feel? You you about right. So, uh, I feel like she's staying with that me. nigga. Thank you. That's why I defend her. That's the juice, baby. Anyway. <laughs> Do you know? He still on his first face. Black yeah. doesn't crack like that. She just using up faces. <laughs> what if not using up faces? What if she gonna run out of faces? How many times people what can you be? Like she going through twenty eight faces in six months. You could only be so many people. She gonna run out of motherfucking people. Maybe y'all about to be like, when did they get a black Kardashian? That bitch. She's she, she gonna have to look like Malika. Remember shit. those fucking remember those fucking games where you just fucking switch off nose and eyes and lips and shit. Guess who people are? I got a theory though. I got a theory. I got a theory. Why she stays with Tristan Thompson? I got a big theory. Because I had that much money, most women would have left. Right? Her pussy smells like earrings. Thank you. And James Harden says that her ass stinks. And then French Montana. Everybody says she stinks. Everyone says she stinks. It is. Think about this. I want y'all to think about this. I want y'all to think about this. The one nigga that that set it off is the nigga that we knew was an amazing basketball player. Somehow you got on drugs, you fell off, you came back, you went on dancing with the stars. We still love you, Lamar. Anybody else would have said that? I'm watching College Hill right now. I don't know. I don't know. Lamar being like, man, that bitch must smell like fish. This was his wife. 
he loved her for that nigga to come out and say it. Then they asked KD, why you went fucking? Okay, I'm so then I have a follow up question about that because it was his wife and he did love her. Was he salty? Did it really smell like earring back? Well, that nigga was on drugs. And so I feel like the drugs made him be a little bit more honest because no nigga in his right mind that still loves his wife and wants a chance at reconciliation is going to yell out in a court in front of the law and the judge and the bailiff and a fucking gallery full of people and the newspaper. You know, media take out there and the fucking TMZ and you yelling about your her pussy smell like earring backs. That's a bitch you don't know. Uh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Now you gotta, you gotta pay James Harden. Listen, when I was married, I said some shit I probably shouldn't have said, but I ain't never said that nigga dick smelled like earring backs. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say about James Harden? James Harden openly admitted to paying one of the top porn stars $40,000 for one night. You think that yeah. nigga about to lie about some stank ass pussy? <laughs> he said her ass thing like she can't wipe it and I feel like that's fair I feel like that's the case I feel like that bitch thing I don't know if she fixed it but she fixed her last face maybe she did don't know I mean Is she the youngest out of I the didn't have three? so much stuff like the first like I don't even want to be like as rich as they are ever but like the moment that I like the first thing I would do if I ever got that rich is like ev- I'm buying everything to make my life easier like how does big ass girl don't have another day like Maybe she does and it's not doing anything. Or she's not using it. You got to think about it. You got to think about it. VJ on or something. Look at Courtney. Look, Courtney, the only reason Courtney not don't have a line of a lot of shit is because she wanted to be the married life. She's chilling with Travis. She, she came out and yeah. said it. Yeah. But, but before that, Courtney was almost the one in the league. If you got a Kim and you got a Courtney and this bitch is steadily fucking up, you don't have to pay no more attention to her. She only, if you think about it, the only time we really see her is when Tristan is cheating and on the show. That bitch don't do nothing else. She don't have to. No, she got that. No, she got a. She did her revenge body show when she was telling people that she worked out to get the body she has, and her face was changing too much for anybody to believe that. So then it got canceled. So I don't know what she be doing. I don't know her. Maybe she be helping Rob fold them socks he not selling. So maybe. Maybe she helping fold them socks. It don't match. You know that you know what you know Rob was her fave. They was she helping him fold them flop ass socks over there. They packaging them socks yeah. together. Um yeah. she over there braiding yeah. dream hair for him or whatever. You know I if Rob, like, <laughs> when Black China got her ass whooped, I went under if Rob was somewhere like, you know what? Probably because didn't they say they don't have kids two days a week or shit or one day a week? Whatever the fuck yeah. they told their lady. So yeah, he she over there helping them babysit and fold socks. Um yeah. so they get a baby up for adoption. The baby name is Megan. Uh, Mary strolls into the hospital like, great, baby is here. Let me pick her on up. And she was like, would you mm-hmm. like to see the baby? And Tanya was like, no. I can't. Yeah. You want to like me? Yep. I mean, but like me. re- let's be, let's remember that this is probably not the first one she's had. You know what I'm saying? New so racist. she probably at this point like what nah like you know yeah and then she was like we were alone and then Clarence came in and all the talking got shut down and she was like I don't know why the lady didn't say she need help I don't know why she didn't tell nobody she needed help either it's very confusing but also right. if you have ever been in a domestic violence situation a lot of times it, the way you think about things is very different so I don't want to victim blame but yeah, just to be in that type of hell for 15 years and just not 
ever tell anybody that mm-hmm. you needed help or you needed someone to, to like that's just and I feel like these people were trying to help but didn't know how what to, to help. Yeah, yeah. So what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so then we like jump forward the um when National yeah, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children in 2011 in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ashley Rodriguez is like, hey, I need help. They're trying to close the case. Basically, like, we need to find out who this lady is. Um, Joe jumps back out of retirement. Joe don't like his wife or his kids or his boat or his house. Joe ain't got no hobbies. <laughs> Joe's only hobby is finding out what the fuck happened to Michael and who the fuck Tanya is. Because he immediately, like, Ashley called and he was like, you want me to do what? Look, here I go. Oh, girl. Say Another Harlem Night reference. Another Harlem Night reference. Hey, it's Joe. Let me talk to your mama. <laughs> I ain't never coming home. I gotta fucking solve this fucking case. That nigga <laughs> said fuck the family as a staff record label and as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna be down with the family? <laughs> <laughs> Money. Man, right. fuck Clarence. Get money. Right. <laughs> First off, I'm gonna find that bitch. Don't fuck the click you playing money. <laughs> so yeah, so then Ashley's helping. Ashley's like, I'm gonna enlist the FBI. We need to go talk to uh Clarence uh Warren Buffett Jr. Harrison, whatever. Um right. We need to go talk to him again. So then the Stripe Sock Brigade shows up. These two niggas looking like two just generic white men. Um, so Scott and Nate, because I finally got their names after I scrolled, you know, went, went back a couple of times. But two very generic looking white men um, <laughs> in Stripe Socks showed up uh, from the FBI. And they come in there and they was like, hey, Floyd. Clarence Foot, whatever your name is, whatever they were hey, like, what's up, buddy? <laughs> and he was like, you? and then he was just like, he had his box and he said, "Oh my God, I'm so fucking glad you're here. Let me show you this me. picture of when I went to Boy Scouts <laughs> before it was oh cool to go to Dubai." He immediately was like, like "Let me." Just <laughs> show you all the things that'll help me get the fuck up out of here. And they just, and they're standing there because they have not sat down for 45 minutes and he has not stopped talking. And finally they were like, We aren't your Ain't no way I'm letting a nigga just rogue talk for 45 minutes. Yeah, right. Like, they, just, <laughs> they just let him have it. And so he was like, uh they, so 45 minutes in, they were like, We're the FBI. And he was like, oh. maybe Clarence's parents' marriage should have been toxic and they should have said <laughs> in the public school. <laughs> maybe, so finally, maybe. Yeah. And they finally were like, with FBI, dude, you could maybe. <laughs> we are not lawyers. We're not trying to get you out. we actually trying to pin some more shit on you. Yeah, actually, we're here to like, to, we, we're here for entrapment. We're here for entrapment. Not <laughs> remember, how, remember how baseball came at that one nigga in screwball? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Oh, no, right. I mean, we can't we can't help you legally, but there's other shit though. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't right. play nice, nigga. Right. So he in there crying and slobbering and throwing up and shit. <laughs> um, you know, they doing that good cop, bad cop shit, slamming their hands and fists on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me where she is. 
and he just in there crying and slobbering and lying some mm-hmm. more. Um, mm-hmm. And then somehow he decides to quit crying and slobbering and lying. And he was like, uh, Nate was like, what'd you do with Michael? And he was like, I shot him in the head. Shot him in the head. Two times. Double tap so it wouldn't like suffer. And then they still don't know where Michael's body is because the nigga lied. Because, um, yeah, they he, they went to go look somewhere and they never found yeah, it. He said, yeah, the Texas-Oklahoma border, that's a big-ass motherfucking border. Not for a lot of you, don't know why that was, I don't know why they went with that. That's not specific. Um, <laughs> they just kind of guessed that's some wild ass shit to go off of. He would have had to come out of the jail and personally show me and show me because that that's some wild ass shit to even right. attempt to try to dig up. And they said we tried very hard. We gave one hundred ten percent, and I'm like, I feel like you gave eighty because you should have probably taken him. Mm-hmm. Um, you gave eighty percent because one hundred and ten would have been checking that nigga out of the jail like a library book and making him. <laughs> So they did sort of their best. Um, they, they, then they sounded like the cop in the D.B. Cooper documentary. We're probably not going to find it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. We <laughs> so, <laughs> we can stop most working. likely. Yeah. Most likely he's dead or whatever. We don't know. Like no, no. That cop was over. That nigga was like, man, I'm trying to go home. Bro. No, <laughs> in any of this. Um, not D.B. Cooper. He was like, oh, why Cooper? you close to five. Like, why are you even... They showed that nigga four different times in the dock, and every time he was like, "Nah, he's probably nah, dead. I don't see it." <laughs> I just don't, why are we even talking and, about this? And they were searching like, a smaller area. You talking about the coast? Mm-hmm. Nigga, what? He was like, "Nah, I ain't gonna be able to do it." Um. Mm-hmm. So the FBI just is sitting there because this nigga. They was like, "Wow, that's whoa." They was like, "Okay, um, so glad you shared that with us." Mm-hmm. Um. You in jail for that other lady murder, so you, you finna get the needle put in your arms. I guess it don't matter that you, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't murder you twice, so okay. Um, <laughs> but let me show you these pictures of when I threw five touchdowns at Pogon. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, thank you for telling us. And then they was like, what else do you have? And he was like, so I know I just told you that I murdered a toddler or whatever, but also I used to be the best motherfucking bus driver in North Carolina. Period. Ask about me. Period. <laughs> Ask them about me. Period. Poo. I was out there driving out of those buses. Having a fuck out of that bus. motherfucking fuck out that bus. Ain't, ain't another yeah, white boy. Another bus driver like me. Ain't another <laughs> white boy with a fifteen minute route down the east west block in the whole motherfucking city. I'm, I'm not there. It's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> That nigga, that nigga in there lying to his cellmates, nigga. The president's wife was giving me heads and I drove the bus like a beast. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they fired me, you know what I'm saying? Right, up, nigga. right. I used to drive the bus oh for the cartel. Oh my God. <laughs> me and El Chapo go way back. Shut up. <laughs> I took the nigga across the border. <laughs> so he gives them a whole different alias. Brandon Cleo Williams. Not Cleo. Cleo. <laughs> Tells them about his wife. Yeah, tells about his wife Sandy. All these kids he had. They had three daughters, and they was like, "Well, how do you know all this?" And he was like, "I was motherfucking there. I saw the birth certificates." (laughs) Um, and so just out of nowhere, they sitting there, and he was, and they was like, "Okay, so where are these kids?" And he was like, "They, they was, she was born in Livonia, Michigan, and then they was like." Are these your kids? Are they just some kids? Or what the fuck is you talking about? And he was like, the kid, the girl, you fucking asking the about girl. 
the girl, the one you came here fucking asking about before you asked me before I told you about the murder. You don't remember? Pay a fucking attention. <laughs> I know I told you I was the best fucking bus driver, but uh, aside from that, like right. <laughs> the, the whole reason, the whole reason you're here. She was born by the river. It was so river. much. Like he just river, out of nowhere river, just stopped oh, crying and throwing up. He, he just stopped crying and throwing up to be like, oh yeah, no, her name is Suzanne. Like just out yeah. of nowhere. Right. <laughs> So Suzanne, 90% of people wouldn't have known what song you just went into, but I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. I need more of it. Everybody thought you was going with the real one. I said, I already know what you know. <laughs> What'd you say now? He was in jail? Okay. okay. <laughs> that, that's why it's that version. Guess where she's guess where she's from? The Midwest, goddammit. <laughs> so Suzanne Tabakis, um, we meet her parents, so they on the birth certificate, Sandra mm-hmm. and Clifford. And then we find out both these motherfuckers is alive. Mm-hmm. Now so would somebody like to talk about Sandra? Because I don't like that bitch and I don't got nothing nice to say. So somebody else can go on. The here. mama. Yep. Um, okay. Well, she they she was married and she i don't know like she she fucking what happened why did they why did they get divorced or why did they that man was in vietnam fighting for his mother oh yes he was out here fucking on every fucking around fucking around in america came back with ptsd and shit right and And so then that was her that was her exit want a divorce that yep. was her exit because he came back and different or wherever the fuck, right? He was already so, somebody else. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So then something happened with him. He had PTSD. No, he just had yeah. PTSD and was trying yeah, to get his yeah. together post-divorce. But there was somebody else before mm-hmm. what's his name, wasn't it? Before before Warren or Floyd. Right. Or so when he's in Vietnam, she is seeing somebody else. Oh, that so dude. Okay. He comes back. She has already started a whole other relationship and wants a divorce. Right. Right. Okay. So then he was like, okay. So then he has to take his poor PSD, you know, seeing Charlie ass to go stay at his mom and daddy house. Um, and then she decides that she gonna have two more. So she got two more babies real quick back to back. Uh with this other with the the other guy. And then he's like, fuck this, I don't like you that much. And then he leaves too. So now she's woe is me right because now she yep. got these three babies and she don't know what to do and somebody told her take your ass to church and i don't know what she was supposed to do there but oh, when she, she got PTSD to church too because remember tornado oh because of the tornado oh, yeah tornado oh, yeah. PTSD. wait wasn't that the reason did that have something to do with why the dude left no this all happened after she took I after did. they broke oh, up okay. she took all three kids and moved into the trailer and then the trailer oh, tipped oh, over. Right, the tornado happened. In the tornado. And then she had PTSD. And then when she went to the mm-hmm. family services people, they told her to go to church. You know, you can pray everything That away. seems like that should be separate, don't you think? Right. I just feel like if you go somewhere and tell them you 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 have P- crippling PTSD, that they should do something else for you besides tell you to go to church. I mean, that church didn't really be... Back then, it wasn't PTSD. It wasn't no name for it. She probably just went in there and was like, I'm emotional. You got the crazy yeah. girl. <laughs> I was like, oh, you emotional lady. You're supposed to take care of your kids. You need to go pray and right. then go buy some diapers. Um, right. 
So, so she goes to church and crying because she is hysterical. Who is this nigga? Who is this nigga at this point? Brandon. Okay, so Brandon, hold on, but she should have had a backup plan for when she would give her son the whole time on a barrel of fucking yard green. And the only way to feed her daughter is on the living room floor because she was crazy. But uh, why did they take why did they take such a tragic song and lay it over one of the dopest dance beats? To ever come through. If you ever been in the club and somebody played that and you was like, okay, what you <laughs> like? You never just, got the niggas, like, the, niggas that stop, the niggas that stop dancing is because their kids is at the house right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> you gotta give them like, I, you can't really like do much. Like, you can't really shake your ass. You just gotta give it like a tight one, two while you hold right. your drink. Imagine about prostitution, like you know what I mean? Like I can't really. <laughs> but imagine the nigga that pulled her number, and she invited him through that night, and he thought it was on, and he feeling himself, and then he got there, and her kid was and this in the nigga middle was of the sitting floor. on the floor. <laughs> Bitch, you left that son alone while he hungry. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you would think if he was hungry, the least you could do is take him with. Like you would try to solicit some donations. Like take your hungry baby out so we can see you. <laughs> Griffin did. She said she said Stewie was a crack baby and he was hungry. Everybody got fucking beacon on pancakes. That shit was f- I'm gonna have to rewatch that episode. That was amazing. Um, that nigga was eating big tins like how hot Michael was hitting his head. That's how big the pancake stack was. <laughs> pancake stack. That's how high his head was coming up off the ground. I'm gonna have to tell you. <laughs> That's a, niggas gonna use that as a unit of measurement. Pancakes, like about a battle stack of pancakes. <laughs> Got her naked, bro. Ass wide, bro. How wide, bro? About ten pancakes on his side. Pancakes laid out. <laughs> I, I hop a waffle house. Waffle house, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I know somebody that oh. pulled, pulled might have pulled a scheme or a stunt with their baby, but I'll, I'll tell y'all. Mm. <laughs> so, so she's at church like the social service lady told her to go to, and then Brandon comes and he's like, "Hey, girl, what's wrong? Why you crying? God sent me here to take care of you, girl, and I'm gonna just marry you, and I'm we gonna go get your kids, and everything gonna be fine." For anybody who tells you this much within the first fifteen minutes of whispering to you at church. <laughs> It's something's not right. Something's not right. Well, that's but for some reason that's how church operates, though, and that's the wild part about it. Because because you'd be like, damn, because God really must have sent you to me, like because she sent me to God, and then because think about it, you people that are like deep in the church, they date for a few months and then they get married because they can't fuck. So then they're like, we need to speed this the fuck up. I'm trying to get my dick wet. Let me propose. (laughs) So then they get married for six months. Seen it firsthand. That is that, that is, is that is dangerous. It's very Listen. dangerous. But I mean, they're, they're just coaching. If you're living a godly life, if somebody comes into your life, then you should know that that person is the person. So you shouldn't. It shouldn't take you three years to figure it out. You don't live together. You don't have sex. You just go on some dates and hold hands, and that's the person you should marry. That's what that shit is. Niggas is trying to fuck, and they trying to. I mean, really that's really what that. it is. Like you. Yeah, it ain't got shit to do with nothing else. Like you're supposed to be saving yourself for marriage, and you're like, "Well, we could just get yeah. married." 
<laughs> you want to fuck so uh, bad? <laughs> I'm the most listen. I'm the most clairvoyant nigga I know. And anytime God done spoke to me to tell tell me to tell somebody like he ain't never told me. Go on over there and get that girl and tell her it's because of her kids. Nigga, you're lying. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess times were different, and maybe I mean because I feel like you know when you married like these people. It wasn't a lot of that, oh, I'm going to marry you, but I don't fuck with your kids type shit. Because women couldn't yeah. have anything. You know what I mean? Like, it, right, it would right. be very difficult for you to marry somebody and not provide for their understand. kids because women didn't work. Like, we're talking about, like, 1970. Today. We're talking about, like, right when he got out of jail, we're talking about the early 70s. No, for sure. Like, late, you know, early 70s, women were only able to get credit cards with, with the husband's signature. All right. So you need you kind of needed like <laughs> if something happened to your first husband, you kind of did have to go like run up and get another one in five months. And <laughs> in the sense of how shit was then versus now, wouldn't it be more apt for a nigga to be like, I ain't gotta fuck with your kids because you can't do shit than it is now. <laughs> women, women but niggas. then but then the baby gonna be all alone on the on the bedroom floor because he hungry right. then like it's, 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 it's chicks now making six figures dealing with a nigga that hustle halfway and driving Toyota Tercel and he like I don't fuck with them kids and she like okay what I mean I, I think I think I mean wrong. but I think I think it's just because she don't need him to so like anything that he would choose to do would just be like out of because he wanted if to, I like, dated a chick and the words I don't fuck with your son came out of her mouth, I'm calling my girl cousins. You bet you get your ass. Yeah, but these women yeah. are desperate for a man, any man. So when a nigga say I don't fuck with your kids, they, they be like, okay with that shit. It's some of them that's married to people and had the kids with them, and they be like, I don't fuck with our kids, and they be like, <laughs> okay. What's that lady name? Mm-hmm. I'm married to uh fucking love and marriage Huntsville. She went to try to go to that fucking mixer and her dad and the daddy was like, nah, and watch them fucking kids. Like oh, he said, I told her he was oh, absolutely I not gonna to watch, watch that show. <laughs> so yeah, it don't matter. Like they don't give a fuck. They be so desperate to have a man. The man can say, I don't fuck with your kids, my kids, kids we had together, the kids we adopted, the foster kids we decided to pick up, the kid I picked up at the school back to basketball practice yesterday. Don't matter. <laughs> They are not required to input anything, apparently. I did. But your nieces and nephews, I fuck with them hard. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this must be doing a lot for this nothing. Um, so yeah, this nigga marry her and, and and they got three kids, and she think everything's real cool. And then she get home and she like, oh, this nigga's crazy. Mm-hmm. He got the knives out and shit. Uh, he just be carrying. He just be walking around with a knife and shit. Like, and then I want to point out that her kids were in fact uh, not hungry on the bathroom floor, but they had dirty diapers. Yeah, she had to write a high check for diapers. Yes. So yes. he also not did not. So he also did not fuck with her kids enough to buy them. <laughs> so he, he didn't fuck with her kids. It turns out because she had to write a hot ass check at the Seven Eleven for diapers. Mm-hmm. Um. I did. She got thirty days in jail. I did not know that you got jail time for writing hot checks. Fascinating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess you write, you write, you write enough, you write like, enough oh. of them. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, besides, I was kind of like, damn, is this the? They couldn't have been the first hot check she wrote because I was like, mm-hmm. if you wrote one hot check, surely they're not giving you thirty days in jail for one check. Um, mm-hmm. 
Depends. Just like, but, just like dude touched the kid and didn't do a year and then got 10 years for the money. My probably four times great-grandma shot a nigga dead in his chest with a shotgun. She only did five years. Times, times, shit's different. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was like, yo, this, this is a diaper check. We only gonna give you 30 days. It wasn't that much. It's fair. It was, right. The nigga started in the Kroger and didn't get any jail time. The police was like, why didn't you just stab him in the leg? And he was like, I don't know. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I always want to slice the nigga neck. <laughs> Wild times. Like, absolutely, like, good, absolutely slice that nigga's throat in the Kroger check, in the in, in the Kroger check cashing. Wild as shit. Yes, out. she was. She was sleeping with a man for a little, for less than a Raw little checks. bit of money. For yeah. air, for zero dollars, for acknowledgement, for free, have a husband nine. to get her kids. So maybe she, well, she slept with him to get her kids back. Yeah, that's what that was the plan. So in that thirty well, days, not for money, but just get her kids back. To get her kids back. Jail, and and that's priceless, food. right? <laughs> yeah, that's priceless. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't got our kid. Are they priceless? I don't. I know who's I know someone who shot someone and didn't get any charges at all. She went on to become a social worker, then podcaster, then come. Oh, oh right. I forgot, bitch. Why was I reading that like I didn't know? Hey, sometimes you gotta shoot people come up there. And fine. we love that for you. Aspirational. Aspirational as fuck. And honestly, we stand and we stand, sis. And we stand. <laughs> An icon, a motherfucking legend, to be honest. Um, legendary. There should be parades in your status. name. There should be parades in your name. There should be a street name. Your the MLK Boulevard in your worst neighborhood in your town should be, should be named your after name. you. <laughs> you deserve sunshine and rainbows. You do deserve. So um, in that 30 days that she did for the hot ass check, this nigga Brandon decides to just take her kids. He drops off two at a like orphanage, right? And then he keeps the oldest one who is the person that we've been trying to figure out. He keeps Suzanne. Is. He keeps Suzanne. All right. Suzanne, um, yeah. And Suzanne. Oh, go ahead. My bad. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to go through the maturation of the names again, but I think everybody got it. Yeah, so Suzanne, we're back here. Karen. Yeah, she been like eight names. And then yeah. I'm just very confused. And so she says that she went to the police and the police were like, that's a civil matter. Because <laughs> that's your husband. That's a civil matter. And then, oh, like, girl, you're going to have to go ahead and handle that yourself. <laughs> and the thing that I really don't, <laughs> like, I didn't want to laugh. But in my mind, I was thinking, did she fucking tell them that, he, that they weren't his kids? Right, because like, she couldn't have, right? She literally like, couldn't not, have. I mean, she clearly couldn't have told these people that. But if they're married back then, you think in them times if they're married, they're like, this is at that time, that's that's when it was really a man's world. They probably was like, Yo, get, get her the fuck out of here, bro. Like, again, right. they gave a woman Damn, a kid that so wasn't hers. Up. They didn't give a fuck about saying shit to women that's back so then. So fucked up. And then the part that I thought was wild that was when when all the kids got put in foster care, they called Clifford and was like, Cliff, your daughter here, but also this lady got two other kids and you either got to take all three or you can't have your one. Or you can't have any of them. Or you can't and have your child unless you take these two children. Instead of them being like, call their motherfucking daddy 
and send them yeah. to their daddy house and y'all set up visitation. Right. And the way that he was still kind of suffering from the the war and stuff like right. that. And he, he just felt like with no job with PTSD yeah. living in his mom and daddy house. And they was like, you need yeah. to take on three toddlers or you can't have or, or you're not having any of them. And Agent Orange is real. They finally admitted Agent Orange is real. So I can only imagine how that dude came back. Child, I would have been suing the fuck out of them people. Like I would I would just go file my lawsuit now because what the fuck you mean? So now my daughter dead set off by a, a, a sequence of events that could have been prevented if you just would have let me have my kid. Right. Child, I would be okay. I would be down to CPS with my lawyer. They was <laughs> the fuck you mean this is your fault my child was tormented for 15 years because you motherfuckers said i couldn't have her unless i took some children i did some, some stranger ass children mm-hmm. that's the why that okay that just that made me irrationally angry it's the wine so i see uh, it's, fair. it's fair it's fair it's fair it's fair because that's some wild ass shit um mary asked that's the, what's the mama name sent what, uh, which one is she the one in the wheelchair yeah Sandra, the real mama. Sandra real by mama. Sandra. Now Sandra, Sandra. Mm-hmm. She cried a little bit. Disrespectful, dirty bitch. Sandra cried that fake ass tear that she dropped with some visine between cuts into her motherfucking eyes. She wasn't crying, and like Heather pointed out, which side note, Heather says. I was taken in 1973 for like five years, and my mom. Never oh, she really did just randomly say that, and she randomly was like, "That's weird." That's for five years. She was right. basically like, "That's weird that like they never found her because like niggas hella took me, and my mom turned over every fucking stone and spent every fucking dollar that she ever had to find me." So you bitch, you wasn't looking hard enough. Like that's basically what she said. Well, I mean, even I was like, damn, bitch, you was uh, like, should we circle back to that? Like, are you okay? Like, like somebody calls somebody calls Scott Bergman up because it's definitely another documentary. There. Right? Is there a so, part two? Clearly, like, clearly, we need to know like, more about Heather's situation. But right. um, Heather's right. Like that's some wild ass shit. Your kids are missing, and you know this man done ran off with your child, and you married to this right. man. And you right. don't you don't petition for child support. You don't try to figure out where he went. You mm-hmm. time goes on. You don't circle back with the authorities and be like, my child was taken in fucking 1970, whatever. I haven't seen her. I don't know what happened. Like right. at some point she just stopped, like did not give a fuck, was not looking. I don't care what oh, the fuck she says. She was not she looking. She cried a little child. bit. She, she, she was sad. She was, she, she she was sad because she's a shit ass mother. Yeah, that's but she cried because she was embarrassed because she had to tell people she should have been fucking ass. Is she she not embarrassed? Like she's very embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) Like the fuck, like she's just embarrassed because she had to get on fucking Netflix and tell everybody that she's a shit ass mom. PTSD aside, girl, once you got that shit cleared up, you just didn't look for your kid, girl. Okay, all right. 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 You knew this, yeah. and then you knew this motherfucker was dangerous because he was whooping your ass and fucking practicing his butter butterfly knife skills in the goddamn living room. <laughs> right in the car of your motherfucking face up before dinner. Yeah, she really was. Okay, when we 
when we really put it bust it all down she was just the worst like and i felt bad and she i think i felt bad because she was in a a wheelchair and she was crying i think that's just what it was it was like an old lady crying i felt bad but now that we're reflecting on why like she's gotten everything she deserved probably She's full of motherfucking shit. And even Mary was like, I reached out to her so she could meet her grandchild and she just didn't care. That lady don't give a yeah. fuck. She ain't yeah. gave a fuck and it's fine. Like, just say the, that. Don't sit up here and the cry. Real dad is, the real dad was uh, there at the tombstone reveal. Because um, originally when she first died, it was just one name on there. Tanya. No last name. No nothing like that. And so at the end, they were able to, since they finally found out who she was, they had a little ceremony where they had her actual name on there and the her real father was there. So he's going to be involved as a grandparent, it looks like. Yeah, he but, seems like he's very um, wanting to, to connect. Yeah. And I think he feels bad about what happened now. Yeah. What's the name? Say, fuck Sandra. Um, yeah, truly. Just fuck Sandra. I don't know what truly. she's like. Fuck that bitch. Um, and yeah. that was the end. They found out. That is it. Was, uh, but I will say I was very confused because that man, she died, and it sounds like all the strippers bought her headstone. It they, literally sounds like all the bitches at Passion like and Mon Perry or whatever. Yeah, it sounds like they paid for the original headstone and just put Tanya on it because if they would have paid for it, wouldn't it have had dates or something or below something or, or a last something. Oh, it just yeah. sounds like he just had her buried and was like, this is good. And just like didn't. And they yeah. put out the tubes. I just, yeah. But I guess that, that makes sense. He wouldn't want nobody to be able to come back and visit. To figure out find it, back. yeah. But Woo! guys, that is it. Like I said, it's like we said, it's a lot of back and forth and like time jumping. It is worth the watch, but I think we did a pretty good job telling y'all about it. So yeah. <laughs> if you want to watch it, it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, our 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 asides aside, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, um, that's it. It's super good to be back. It it's is. Really good. It is, guys. Um, we will see you next time because we are way over our time limit. I'm Chris. That's BJ. That's Penrose, and we will see you guys next time. This is bye. Bye. bye.